Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Third Fleet Podcast. Before we begin this episode properly, I would just like to provide you with a little bit of additional context into how this episode was recorded, because otherwise it might be a little bit confusing. You see, we recorded this particular episode of the Third Fleet Podcast in two sessions, and the reasoning behind this is because Capcom announced that they were releasing a new mobile game in the form of Monster Hunter Now. When this happened, Gaijin reached out and he said, we should record a podcast and talk about this. And I was so excited to record a podcast that I didn't even realize that on the very next day, we were going to have Title Update 5, and anyone that was going to listen to this podcast was going to expect us to talk about Title Update 5. So we recorded a whole episode ahead of Title Update 5, and then when I realized after the recording, like, oh, damn, tomorrow's Title Update 5 and everybody's going to expect us to talk about it, I went ahead and I pestered Gaijin until he eventually accepted to record an addendum, which I actually placed at the end of the podcast. So the first part of the podcast, so to say, is us talking about, you know, random topics that we want to talk about, and then tackling the subject of Monster Hunter Now, and speculation for Title Update 5, and speculation for Monster Hunter 6, and then when we get to the tail end of that discussion, I introduced the post-title update 5, where we go into great detail about Amatsu and all of the stuff that was added with uh, title update 5, and I think you guys are going to enjoy this one, because Gaijin actually came back to the game, he's playing on the Switch, I actually played uh, twice with him already, as well as Yuna also got back into it, at least for a little bit. So uh, it was really cool, but it did make it so that the structure of the podcast was a little bit weird. There's still going to be chapters and all that stuff, so for you guys that prefer to jump around if you happen to be on YouTube, because I don't know how to do chapters on the other services that the podcast is going to be in. But without any further ado, I'm going to let you guys enjoy the episode. I do have one more thing that I want to add here, and that is... Hey Aurora, we're going to be recording episode 75 of the Third Fleet Podcast, and I want you to do the intro. Go ahead. Ah, welcome, hunters, to the 75th episode of the Third Fleet Podcast. It is I, Aurora the Hunter, the most skilled and talented hunter in all of the land. Today, we shall delve into the depths of monster hunting and explore every facet of our beloved game. With me as always are the hosts of this podcast, Ruri Khan and Gajan Hunter. But let's not waste any time and get right into the hunt. Hey guys, this is Gaijin Hunter and you're listening to the Third Fleet Podcast. Yes, you heard that right. This is episode 75. It's been a long two months since our previous episode, but we have a bunch of miscellaneous topics, but this time also a lot of Monster Hunter to discuss as well. Rurikon, it has been way too long. How are you doing? I am sick. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> like... I caught a cold doing a real-life passage of arms for my family, and, uh, you know, oh, gosh. It, it is what it is, but uh, it's good to be back. We have uh, a lot of stuff to talk about, but naturally, there's going oh, to yeah. be timestamps for everything that we discuss in this, in case you guys want to skip forward through different topics and whatnot, because there is going to be Monster Hunter discussion a little bit further into the podcast, but we got to start by checking in with uh, with Gaijin's situation on Final Fantasy fourteen. Because if I don't let him talk about Final Fantasy fourteen for a little bit, he is, he's going to, like, uh, explode or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the love affair continues. What can I say? It's been 16 months and 4,900 hours later. I'm still lapping it up like a dog. 
but uh you know we've hit a good point where we're we've kind of run out of not things to do because there's always something to do but i mean you know we're we're kind of just cruising making money waiting for the next big update but we're still playing daily and having fun uh but yeah things are things are good in eorzea i gotta pester the the next sorry go ahead no i was gonna say we got the next raid tier coming up at the end of next month uh I think it's going to be like the one of the final weeks of May, and I'm very, very excited for that. I have to to pester the the two of you to come do deep dungeons with me eventually when I get a little bit of time, because uh, yeah, I, I haven't really gotten through Eureka Orthos yet. I've done a lot of Palace of the Dead, but I never went to the very last floor, and I also never did the very last floor, Heaven's whatever is high. the other one, Heaven on High, yeah. One of these days, I got to pester you. We got to go do that at least because uh, I quit raiding in Final Fantasy XIV. Not raiding, savage raiding. I quit savage raiding in Final Fantasy XIV. Oh no! I think I think the um, the team is going in a direction that I'm not particularly interested in. Like I was doing the the static thing where we were playing about two hours three times a week, and it doesn't feel like that is what savage raiding is designed for anymore. That's that's the the way that I feel once I got to P8S. Like I had a, a fantastic time all throughout P1 until P7S. Then P8S was absolutely miserable. And then I was uh, watching some videos from Xenos, and Xenos is like giga hardcore raider, like friggin' sixteen hours a day, whatever. Whenever there's a new raid tier, he's on it nonstop until it gets cleared. And the thing that they the development team was saying is like. The Omega Protocol, which is the, the latest ultimate that they released, which is the top tier difficulty of the game, was going to be easier than Dragon Song Reprise, <laughs> which was the one before that. And Xenos, yeah, right. who technically speaking is one of the people towards which this content is kind of aimed for, yeah, Xenos was like, this fight is miserable. And I was like, yeah, so no wait a minute. No one seems to enjoy it. So if even the people who are the most hardcore about raiding in Final Fantasy XIV, don't like the top tier encounters that the team is working on. That's I'm just like, yeah. I'm already not having fun in PAS. I don't think PAS is a fun encounter. I think that the mechanics don't make any sense if you want to do blind prog. I think that if you go and you watch the strategies, then it kind of, sure, you can figure it out and you can get it done. But I think that if you're trying <laughs> to blind, <laughs> if, if you're, okay, if maybe you not get aesthetic, it done. Come on, like people are so bad at that fight. I mean, uh, it's it is meme central. I, it's horrific. For for reference, in case anybody is wondering, my static. We were progressing the second part of the second. What what's the name of the mechanics in the second phase? The the one You're with the high, con- no, natural high, cons- high concept. High concept two. I we're either doing high oh. concept two or natural alignment two. It was it was one of those two that we were currently uh, progging. If it, and, if you're doing chemistry class and it's high concept. Yeah, the, the, to me, it just got to a point I where it. I was just like, listen, I don't want to be playing tic-tac-toe in my character's head whilst also doing a pitch-perfect rotation. It's it's not particularly entertaining for me. and it's, it's Oh, it like, must be natural alignment then because like, high concept too is a part of the fight that I absolutely adore, but it's a really fun like, it's puzzle the one game, where you but have you, to, you, can't, you can't attack during it, so you don't have to worry about rotation. 
it it's the one where you had to set up to do the ifrits or whatever, and there was yeah yeah you can't was... you you're not doing damage in during that phase. So there's okay, no so you're, you're just playing tic tac toe. But yeah, I I, I yep. got tired of playing tic tac toe. It's so fun until you get you know you you spend for some reason it takes party finder like seven hours to do one clear, even though it's like a no meme, you know focus everybody must be good type of run and they just suck, and it's just soul crushing when you're really good at the fight because I've done it so many times and I can I would bet money on me doing like the second part or even the first part without a mistake maybe not the most perfect DPS but good but like people man it's just like first five seconds someone's dying to snake one and at yeah. the very end there's an easy mechanic and it's just people can't count they lose focus and it's just it's soul crushing so yeah I'm kind of done with party finder but it's funny hearing that you are stepping away from the Savage Raids and I'm here about to get ready to recruit for a static for the next tier. And I also have a week and a half vacation coming up at the end of this month. And I'm thinking if I want to do T or not. The Epic of Alexander. I, I know what T is. I mean, it's like, hey, look. For the, for the listeners, that. come on. The, 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 thing, the thing is also the amount of time that you need to dedicate to do those things. Oh, like, yeah. That's at least a 16-hour prog. Doing it like two hours, three nights a week, I don't think it's feasible. Not enough. I, I, yeah, don't, not think feasible. It's, I don't think it's anywhere near enough, particularly in our case. We, we, every couple of weeks we would have to take a break because someone would have night shift or something like that or yeah, someone would have real life obligations or... and it just doesn't feel like you can actually progress at a good enough pace it even took us yeah. i felt like way longer than it should have but that is because we were blind progging but yeah i just think that currently the rate the raid team is developing Pushing raids hard. it's not about them pushing it too it's hard not, it's hard it's just the, i just the think that they are doing it they need to figure out because like hey if this is the the odd if they're targeting the top one percent of players and these encounters are exclusively for the top one percent of players and they're not liking it then there's an issue hey no no but it's like to me that's cool if that's what you want to do that's cool i know that i'm not in the top one percent of players so i'm bowing out it's like hey you guys go have your fun do your thing it's not for me basically but you know that yeah. gave me a lot of time to do uh other things so uh, it is what it is. I've been playing No Man's so, Sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll just say the the themes are good in FF for me. Having lots of fun. New update, new stories, stuff coming in. It's going to be exciting. And But I'm hitting that point now where my attention is less focused on it. So I'm starting to reminisce about Monster Hunter. And I'm very excited to play it. And, you know, and people are like, why don't you just go and play Sunbreak? And I'm just kind of like... You know, we'll get into some break later, but it's like I had a really good time with that game. I don't feel the end game. That's just a personal thing. So why would I want to try to like milk something when I have really good memories? I just kind of want to keep it that yeah. way, you know? Don't yeah, we'll, force it. We'll we'll talk more about that for sure. Uh, before we go there, though, I wanted to shift this into another topic, which is yes, Final Fantasy 16 has been dropping trailers left, right, and center. Mm. Have you been watching those? And don't tell me anything about them, by the way. But yeah, yeah. Been I've been watching them? all of them. The only thing that I will tell you, which is not a spoiler, is that I'm quite happy that what they are dropping seems to be all be from like a small slice of the story. I don't, I have no idea where they're going to go before release. They might go into like crazy, let's spoil the story. But so far, it's been really just hammering down the, the bullet points that they've been talking about for a year now. So 
looks great. I don't t particularly want to know anything more about it because I know I'm going to play it from day one. So, yeah, put it in my my damn veins. It looks good. Yeah, I've I actually yep, made a video that will probably have already released by the time that this goes live, uh, where I talk about that. Basically, I'm doing a media blackout for a 16, and that is because yep. you know I, I just I have a hard time with a lot of um, a lot of publishers the way that they just release more and more content, and it's just different when you've seen kind of like a sequence play out in a trailer, and then you start yep. experiencing that sequence in the game, and you're like. Well, I already know how this is uh, going to go because I've already exactly, seen the, yeah. the cinematic in the trailer. Like, I even gave a specific example where in Xenoblade 2, Nintendo essentially spoiled something. To me, it was a massive spoiler. A lot of people told me, oh, I don't consider this to be that big. To me, it was massive. Yeah. Like, it, it kind of like one scene that is supposed to be somewhat emotional in the game, it completely destroyed that scene for me yeah. because it was basically revealed in the trailer. They're just like, oh, yeah, this is going to happen. And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... I'm it's just trying to watch a trailer trailers, though, over right? here. What are, like, you, what are you doing? If if a trailer is meant to hype you up to want to commit to buying it, then they've already got me. So I don't need to watch the rest of the trailers at this point. And I think I'll probably end up doing the same thing and just sort of like tune out until it's released because yeah. I think they've done, they've showed me everything they need to to get me on board. Like the combat looks sick. It's like Devil May Cry and story looks great, I guess. The graphics look fantastic. Like, music great so like okay let's uh let's get ready for an experience when it comes out i'm pretty i'm pretty much already sold on the game to to begin with so oh, yeah. anything anything that i i'm, I'm actually kind of like dodging it because on twitter you constantly have people posting like little yeah. short videos and stuff like that and i was like i want none of that thank you i'll i'll i instantly skip over it i'm like no no, no i'm steering clear yep, yep. of everything i want to experience it Hey, I will tell you fresh. one spoiler. It's the 16th numbered title in the series. God damn it. <gasps> how dare you? I, How dare I? And it's PlayStation timed exclusive. I mean... Which is fine because me and Yoon are going to play it together. So we'll, we only need one copy. I don't need two. Yeah. I, I'm, it's like it, it does make me a little bit sad. I wish that everybody would get to experience it. But you know, it is what it is. Exclusives are going to yeah. be exclusives. And... I would love to get your opinion about a feature in the game, but you probably don't know about it, and I won't go in detail if you don't, but it's just the, maybe after it's released, like the discussion of how difficulty can be self-adjusted. I, um, I know what feature it is. Is it the rings or whatever? I've heard about it. Yeah. It's, it's so... It's the same thing I see all the time, which are people saying that if you give me the tool to make the game easier, then unless you incentivize me not doing it, then I'm going to use it, and that's a bad thing. I can't control myself, therefore have, your implementation is horrible. Have they kind of mentioned torn on that? Have they mentioned how many difficulties the game is going to have? I mean there's there's no difficulty slider, it's just there's a lot of different So there's only one will, difficulty. Yeah, one difficulty, but there's a lot of things that you can... It's almost like God Mode hacks, right? Like, there's certain things that will help you, you know, help you a little bit or help you a medium amount or help but you, like, completely... That's something... If you are just not good at evading, like, you can do that. That's something that they've done with Nero Automata as well. But the thing about that is that it is... I don't think it's necessarily a tool of... I mean, yes, it can affect difficulty, but it takes up, like, it's a slot. It's accessibility, 
it takes like a slot. Yeah. So it's like you can have a ring. Well, these that, these scenes can get really powerful. I won't tell you the details because yeah, they, they talked about how far they go. But I'm I'm assuming that like you can you can get other rings in the game, and because because those yeah. things are, are rings, they take up a ring slot. I don't know if you have two ring slots, three ring slots, whatever, but they take up a ring slot. So let's say for instance, there's a ring that gives you ten strength, and then there's a ring that makes you dodge automatically. Okay, you can take the ring that dodges automatically. But if I know how to dodge and I take the ring that gives me yeah. 10 strength. So, yeah, I'm sure they're going to have some more hardcore optimization the, that you'd want to do, but you can't if you're using the I mean, the hand-holding rings. But I think the idea is great. Dark Souls does the opposite, where they give you a ring where you take twice the damage. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> well, it's yeah, like, the whole difficulty discussion, it's, it's going to be a never-ending no, thing on Twitter. People are always upset about... What I mean... What I mean about that one is that the way that they're doing the rings, it doesn't bother me because there's kind of like a balance to it where eventually if you want to have more damage, you'll grab the ring that deals more damage. And if you want to be more yeah. defensive, you'll have the ring that makes it more defensive. I don't have a huge problem with these rings. And uh, again, this is based on the very little that I've seen because I, I just scroll through things super fast. So I know that there are rings. I know that they do some really crazy stuff that makes the game a little bit easier to play, but I don't think it's a big deal. The big deal would be yeah. if you would be able to buy these rings with real money. That's oh, where I no, would draw no, the line. The that's, that's where I'd be like, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. A million percent no. Get that crap out of here. That yeah. absolutely sucks. Speaking but, about that, that's a really great segue, isn't it? It is a really great segue because as it turns out, and I don't know too much about this. I've seen like a, a Twitter post about it and I was absolutely disgusted. But apparently Capcom has implemented some weapons that you can buy that actually do have an in-game effect of some kind on Resident Evil as 4. As far as I know, I'm not fully educated, but as far as I know, it's, it's an in-game mechanic that once you beat the game, if you spend a whole bunch of in-game loot to and put in the hours you can unlock some like secret final upgrades for some of the weapons that make them just like crazy so it's kind of like sandbox mode i guess at that point but these are just a way that if you want to just skip that grind you can pay some real money to do it it's basically but, taking you know the old the old school cheat codes and and making money off of it but can you do it before you finish the game as far as i know no but i'm not gonna bet my money on it but I, someone told me that if you if you could someone said that I think they said that you can only do it if you've progressed to that stage period so there is a certain amount of work that needs to be done but it is kind of like skipping a whole lot of work here's uh, at the, the end but here's the problem with that right there was this uh this dude who said that he finished the game and the all of the he did a lot of the side quests and all of this stuff and basically he had enough resources to upgrade one weapon yeah that would be an issue if they're choking resources to try to push end game players to do that that would be an issue for sure but i mean let's again, flip it on and i'll give you I'm i'll not, give you a monster hunter example like if they had a thing where you get a safajiva weapon right and you could just buy a pack that says, okay, we'll let you just customize and choose what skills you want to put on it, or you can keep doing the fight and re-roll and, and get it. Would you be against something like that? A million percent. Hmm. 
it could potentially even cause me to stop playing the game. I'm not exaggerating. It's that bad. Like, Like, listen, there's a reason I don't play Warframe. It's not just that, but it's one of the big reasons is that basically, and and people always give me crap about this whenever I bring up Warframe, but in Warframe, you can essentially, hey, I want to go and I want to buy the most decked out Warframe in the game. You can go and you can do that. Then you're like, okay, now that I have this Warframe, I want to go and I'm going to buy the most decked out weapon in the game. And you can do that. And people will say, oh, is but it, you're stupid if you PV? do that because it, it's PV. It's all is PV. I don't know if there's PVP in there or not, but I think it's mostly PV. The people will tell you, oh, but you're stupid if you do that because it's easy to do in game. And it's like, it doesn't matter. That's the problem. It doesn't matter. If you can spend money to get something in the game that you're supposed to grind for, that is a problem. I have a problem with that. That's the way that I look at yeah, it. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit more loose than you are, I guess, on this stance. I mean, I'm with you with if it changes the game design as a way to funnel people to it, that's a huge issue. Um, but if single... it's like if it's like when you play the game, you you're gonna have like ten thousand currency um at the end, like that's natural. And they're selling like increments of 100 currency just for people who just want to pay money and it's kind of laughable, then sure, great. I don't, I really don't care. Um, because in the end, if it's not a PvP game, I kind of know where it takes them, which is, you know, like in the old days when we had like the, the cheat code um, thingies, right? For entering like Game Genie or whatever, like cheat codes on Super Nintendo games and stuff. And you quickly find out that when you unlock a lot of the stuff, there's like nothing else to do and you end up getting bored of the game. Like you're really just ruining the experience for yourself, but it was a choice, right? And and like whatever. And But it's like like, does that make they never had it they didn't plan around it, right? So because that was third party. So the developers never designed a game to say, Okay, well, we don't want people using cheat codes or we want to make sure we sell it so that they want to use it. I think the issue just comes in is if they're affecting their game design or it's just something we can laugh at and say, hey, man, if somebody wants to just, you know, blow the money, like, you know, but it doesn't affect us literally at all, then sure, I can care less. But that's the problem. I mean, that, it's, that's going to, yeah, it's a slippery slope, right? Once, I mean, once you cross that threshold, I fundamentally have an issue with it because at that point, let, let's just face it, publishers are there to make money. Like that, that, that's yeah. all there is. They're a company. They're there to make money. It is what it is. You buy video games. They're there to make money, and so they're incentivized to make money. And the moment you yeah. put in something that where it can affect gameplay, you are then you instantly provide yourself with an yourself as in I'm speaking from the company's no. perspective. You instantly provide yourself with an incentive to make things harder in the game. Let me give you a very specific example. Diablo 3. Diablo 3 had this exact problem wherein because they had an economy in the form of the auction house, the drops in the game were terrible. They were atrocious. The drop rates were so bad that I was not playing the game to get loot. I was playing the game to get gold to then go to the auction house to buy the loot. And that's when I was like, no, this, this sucks. This is terrible experience. Yeah. It's atrocious. And the moment that you implement something like that, it's like, well, it's just to skip the grind. That's basically you're incentivizing yeah, yourself but, to increase the grind 
to drive yeah, people to okay. buy the things. Okay. Now, I mean, Capcom, I don't play these games that much, but I think you have a good point. Now, Capcom didn't do this for Devil May Cry 5 because they sold the red orbs in Devil May Cry 5, and I still have a problem with that because it, it's basically... And, and people will fold themselves into a pretzel, usually, to justify <laughs> these things, and it, it bothers me because it's like, look, I'm a fan of Devil May Cry. I'm a fan of Monster Hunter. I'm still able to criticize these games. It is what it is. But people will fold themselves into a pretzel like... My company can do no wrong. They'll never do anything wrong and everything is perfect and shut up and the red orbs are fine. And it's like, yes, the red orbs didn't bother me when I was playing Devil May Cry 5. But in the back of my mind, you always know you can literally buy resurrections in the game. You, you can just, with real money, you can buy resurrections in Devil May Cry 5. I don't think that's okay. Some people think yeah. that's okay. I don't. I don't think that's cool. You can also just unlock the whole move set of the character right from the get-go because you're, hey i'll just buy like a million red orbs unlock like I all say, the it's, it's taking it's taking the game genie cheat exactly and saying okay fine we'll we'll sell it to you but I, I, I yeah i just don't play the games i guess that have had that bad examples because I, I don't, don't play that many variety games but you know i guess you're right like if it's first if it's them themselves then they're in they're they're gonna have a bias to try to make those meaningful. Yeah. Um, Whereas if a cheat engine is third party, they won't even think about it. I, I just don't think that it's a good thing to to be selling. Like you want to sell skins for Leon or whatever. Sure. Yeah, go yeah, wild. Go you want to sell you want to sell skins for the guns. You want to sell like skimply clad clothing yeah. for the female characters. Do whatever you want. It doesn't bother me at all. But the moment that you're actually selling weapons that have an impact in the game, then I have a problem. And I have a problem with pretty much every game that does this, you know? I'm not telling people that they shouldn't play Resident Evil 4 because it seems like, for all intents and purposes, it's a fantastic game. But I will also say that I think it's a little bit shady of Capcom to wait until the review periods are over, people have played the game, people have finished the game, and now here's the market. I'm like... Come on, you know what you're doing. You know, come on, man. Like, what do you mean? No, 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 no. That's not right. Uh, Cap come Capcom on. is a company. I adore them and I love their games, but they're no, they're not shy to controversies over how they handle DLC. Yeah. So yeah. let's not kid ourselves here. But uh, I am playing Resident Evil 4. I, it's like, one for me, it's like one of those games. It's like Zelda where I can have it and really want to play it but I don't play it unless it's like the perfect rainy day, you know, where I feel yeah. like I'm just going to play for 10 hours straight and I'm going to play this game. But I'm on like chapter three, so I'm doing it like really slow. I haven't, I've barely touched it, but so far it's been fun. I've never played the original, but the thing is I hate on me all you want. I'm playing it on like the easy mode, like assist on, you name it. Like I'm just there for the atmosphere and story and like breaking, you know, very visibly marked barrels with <laughs> yellow paint. It's so funny. But uh, so far it's fun. Like it's great atmosphere. So and I've heard they, they help me line up my headshots all the time. I love it. I've heard very good things about it, but it's just the Resident Evil is a series that I never really got into that much. Like I've, I've played, which one was it? Seven? I forget which one was seven, but I've played seven in VR the whole way. That one was, uh, yeah, that was that was hard playing that. No, thing thank VR. you. Yeah, that like, daddy needs to go. <laughs> so I played that one in VR. I played, I think I played like five with my wife, 
because it had yeah. like co-op and stuff. You should try two. The the remake for two was really good. I never got to play two back in the day, but it's it felt less like the action game genre that it became and more like the survival horror. It was really good. Good that's, puzzle solving. But see, that's and just that's the thing. I don't. One of the things that I don't like about Resident Evil, and this is a very me thing, is how precious you have to be about your bullets. Uh, it's like no i want to just blast them you know i want to miss now blast hey, everything we got a, you know? we we a dlc Doom, for that you know <laughs> we, we've got a dlc for that oh no stop no no but two <laughs> is really fun i i really liked it um but yeah just go in easy mode and man you will have so much ammo it's ridiculous yeah but then it then it's it just fun. becomes too easy anyway yeah what um what other games are you excited about that are coming out this year I mean, obviously, uh, we talked about Final Fantasy 16. Looking forward to that. Um, I just love when they quote the gameplay hours. It's like, oh, that's cute. That'll be a weekend. <laughs> you know, what, like, what What are the gameplay hours for 16? I haven't, like I said, I've been blackouting it. I want to say, I think they said 35 is average for the critical path and like 60, 70 if you just want to do everything. So it's not like one of those like superly that's inflated two hour, 200 hour games, which you know, we had back in the day because we only had one or two games a year to play. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm, it sounds good to me. Yeah, you that know. is good. And if you get bored of the battle and the real time stuff, just throw on some rings, you know, like go easy. Who cares? Have fun. It's a story. It's a roller coaster. It's a theme park attraction, basically. Yeah. Zelda like two. Zelda two. You can't mean wait Tears for of the all kingdom? the phallic structures all over the kingdom. And, Gandalf being Dude. beaten by, you know, uh, Gandalf, the, uh, being, or whatever his name is, being beaten by <laughs> Ganondorf, you know, a, a, pee, a, a, pee, a peepee cannon. Oh, God. No, I, I think, did see, though, that I, are you on a media blackout for that or no? No, no. Th- those are those I'm watching because it, it doesn't seem like the game is going to be. Um, how should I put this? It's not going to be that different from Breath of the Wild. It's going to have like yeah, brand yeah, new yeah. gameplay mechanics and all of that stuff. It looks like so. I'm more interested in seeing the gameplay. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks unbelievable, and the fact that they have all those combinations, and if it lives up to the promise, which is huge of what it's shown us, then oh man, this is like if Aonuma-san wants to hang up and say, okay, that's my last Zelda. It. I think he could be proud of it. It looks really fun. I'm gonna. It make- looks like witchcraft that it's running on the Switch. Yep, I'm sure it'll. I'm sure it'll play really good on the Switch too. Um, but then again, <laughs> I have no faith in Nintendo anymore these days. So, damn, you know, they, I don't like. They could just milk the Switch for another ten years, and I wouldn't be shocked. Like, I just really don't think that they are very consumer friendly. I think. I think they're. I mean, there's there's a whole story behind Nintendo recently where they're going after creators because of mods and stuff. But yeah, you know, pu- publishers in general are not. Most publishers have a history when it comes to mods. They're not super friendly when it comes to mods, unless it's like Bethesda, where they're like, hey, our game's so busted. If you guys can mod it and fix it for us, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it looks great. I can't wait to play it. I'm going to um, I'm gonna make gonna like be... a, a Gigamech. It's like, listen, I have Armored Core 6 at home, okay? <laughs> it's called Tears of the Kingdom. I'm going to make like... You see the little mech they made? He had like a little arm with a, the cannon or something. I was like, what yeah. the hell is this, dude? It looks like it'll be really fun. I, I want to make like fun a crazy physics, looking yeah. mech. Yeah. 
just having a blast with those crazy systems that you can do. And it, there was even a part in one of the trailers where basically he had set up a structure that he put on top of one of the Bokoblin camps or whatever. He shoots it and he just shoots out a bunch of lasers. And I'm like, wow, so you're literally just chain farming this one camp. You even set up structures where you're just running through. Okay, I'm going to take, boo, farm this camp, boo, farm that camp, and everything just dies. I love it. It's it The idea of just letting people have that freedom to just screw around and have yeah. fun was one of the things I loved about the first game. And this looks like more of it and then some, so... I'm not. I don't care so much for the story. I mean, Zelda is really kind of your own adventure. So, I mean, Zelda has to wait as we screw around on the world, having fun. Yep. Pretty and then, much. and then we eventually get around to some cool boss fights, and we beat her. But I was noticing Gandalf. Gandalf is that? It's not Gandalf. Ganondorf. Ganondorf. Jesus, I, we're gonna get some hate comments in the video for this one. Yes, you keep calling him Gandalf. You it's not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> well, his name is Ganon, right? Yeah, Ganon. But I said, but I didn't say that, did I? You said Gandalf. <laughs> you know, from Lord of the Rings, Gandalf the White. Jesus. <laughs> um, but I imagine they were showing pictures. I guess there was a new render of him, and people were like, oh, no, he's hot. Um, but it all makes sense because they also announced that Matthew Mercer is vers is voicing him. And he, he's got a beautiful voice, so. Okay. We get Maybe. to have a sexy villain. That's good. Maybe we'll get some redemption arc for him. I doubt it. <laughs> He's the classical bad guy. I will say, though, and this might sound... as I don't know how the game's going to play, right? And I could be wrong. But I think if they don't make Zelda playable in this, that it's a missed opportunity. I think there's something to be said about... I don't necessarily... I don't think it's poison and I should go out boycotting it or anything, but like I think the whole man rescuing the poor princess is, is kind of an antiquated idea I'm kind of bored with. You know, like it's like I'm sure she can hold her own shit, you know? Like and I would love to see a more empowered princess, but I mean, you know, they have um, It is what it is. They have the Hyrule Warriors series for that. You can play Zelda, yeah. you can play all the characters in the in the Zelda franchise and you can beat the crap. You can even play Ganondorf if you want to. It's yeah. like and you have the haircut that, she's got a haircut that looks just like my warrior of light oh my god just dye it white let me play Zelda. that's why you so want to play that's why you no play Zelda. no no actually i just i just really don't like you don't like link the princess no you don't I mean, like it's fine he's funny <laughs> okay you're scared i like me there. watching his ass shiver his ass off when you took off his clothing in the frozen sections and stuff <laughs> or his little like this little, you know, non-muscle pose, like, yeah, look at look at these pythons, <laughs> you know? <laughs> He's fun. I mean, I don't mind him. It's just I would love to... I'd love Zelda to be a little bit more active in these games. So I'm hoping that that's going to be a surprise part of the game. I doubt it, but, you know, it'd be nice. Hmm. We'll but, see how uh, that um, We'll see how that pans out. But Zelda, man, I, I'll tell you, I think I mentioned it once on an older podcast, but I'll never forget... Just playing Zelda One with with Yuna, it was such a fun thing, and I remember the the moment she lost her shit when we were going up in the desert onto the temple, and you had the bird, and you were flying, and you had to try to break in onto the top of the guardian, and it was just such a cinematic, just like high 
gas moment. Like we were just, we were so excited. We were jumping off our chairs. It was so good. And it you was know, any it was gaming moment excellent. shared with a family member. Is I have a um, golden experience. I have a friend of mine who, who's, who's told me that I should play um, Skyward Sword ahead of this because I, I did buy Skyward Sword for the Switch, but I haven't played. Hmm, you haven't I've played Skyward played Sword? No? No, Zelda's the, a weird one. It's, I don't play most of the games. I like them, but they're, they're really ones that I feel there's a mental tax into going in to play them. So something about them, I'll own them for like a year and I won't touch them and then I'll just binge it and I'll be like, this is amazing, you know? I was, um, I played, which one was it? It was Twilight Princess was like one of the first Zeldas that I, was the first one that I finished? I think, yeah, I think Twilight Princess was the first Zelda that I finished on the Wii. I freaking loved it. I was like, this thing is amazing. It's really good. And people, there's a lot of people that don't like Twilight Princess for some reason. I'm like, dude, it's amazing. Link huh. turns into a wolf. What are you talking about? It's awesome. But yeah. Man, you know what helped me though? I had a... I had a period of my life where I was stuck in a hospital for a week because I had to get a spinal tap because I had uh what's the name of it? I forgot the name of the sickness, but I had something bad and they had to make sure that there was no fungal infection or whatever in my spinal fluid. So they gave me a spinal tap. I couldn't lift my head. I couldn't do anything for like a week. I was stuck in a hospital bed. And the thing that got me by was I had a 3DS and Ocarina of Time. And I had never played it before. And man, did I have a blast with that. That was I so wanna, good. I, I actually booted up Ocarina of Time last night on the Switch just to check it out. And I was like, ooh. Ah, this... meningitis. That was, that was the thing. Meningitis. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's my thoughts. <laughs> Like, so I, I really looking, want to play that other spooky game that they did, and I never Majora's got Mask? around to it. Yeah, should I play it? I should. I don't know. Majora's I've never, I never finished it. I played it a little bit on the 3DS, but I never finished. I think that in order for me to enjoy Ocarina of Time, I should play the remaster, which I have bought for 3DS. I just wish they would just release all of these things on the Switch appropriately. Like just, just, yeah. just give me like a a remastered version of Ocarina of Time. Come on, it can't be that hard. You know, <laughs> but. Here's one game I'm looking forward to that you probably aren't and you don't know anything about. But today they just announced the 19th entry into the Toho Project series is coming out this summer. Kamiket, I can't. Bullet Hell, baby. I can't wait. The waifu bullet hell game, right? Yes. So they're going to have a new one coming out. So I'm excited. I'm probably going to go and, and go to the. Is that the a mobile thing or is that like a PlayStation thing? No, or a it's, Switch it's thing? Windows. Just oh, Windows, Windows PC. Okay. Uh, yeah, and he has it on Steam lately as well. They released the, the game. They're super cheap. It's just one guy who makes them. They're great. So I'm excited about that. Elden Ring DLC. That's my current background, actually, for my uh, computer. Is the uh, the beautiful 4K whatever image that they had. I'm... That's another one. I don't even need to know anything about it. Like, they've yep. got my money. I throw it at them. I'd I pay them twice as much if it I helps. suspect that we're only going to be getting that in 2024 because I think that this yeah, year they want to focus on Armored Core 6, which is the one that I'm really excited about. I don't know if you're excited about that one or not, but 
Yeah, and I know there were some rumors going around, I think, online about the Elden Ring DLC saying that there was some shit that was going on between From Software and Bandai Namco. Like, maybe there was a budgeting problem or something. I don't know, but there was there was some really weird, like, offhand comments made, apparently, where it's just, like, it wasn't, like, there's something going on. But whatever it is, it seems like they probably fixed it. Hmm. So I'm yeah. just excited for it because I never played the old Hunters DLC for Bloodborne, but, like... Watching no. the quality of, the, I know, but go it, play it. I've already moved on. No, but no, like no, the no. content. I've watched it. I've seen the fights. The music. Everything about it is like this. Is like the opus on top of the cake. Like it's just like, Ex- except for hmm. Orphan of Cause. Okay, Orphan of Cause can go die in a fire. I hate that boss. But the Ludwig, you like him. I, I'm actually just joking. It was mostly because of the build that I did when I went. Um, when I went through the DLC the first time, I made an arcane build, and Orphan of Cause is giga-resistant to arcane. So I screwed myself over, but yeah. Other than that, but the yeah, fact that Sony's not remaking that, like, that's just shows how stupid they are. So. Yeah, they they should have given it, like, the Demon Souls treatment. I thought that would have been... I yeah. mean, they don't, necess- they don't even have to remake it, to be honest. They just have yeah, to, like, that- up-res it. And um, fix the frame and 60 a little FPS. bit, give it a better yeah. FPS. Up yeah, res it, we'll 60 FPS, good. good to go. You you don't even need to touch it because the visuals are fine. Yeah. Just up res it, it's 60 beautiful. FPS, good to go. Boom, done. That's the, even, that's the game that made me buy a PlayStation 3. I bought a monitor and a PlayStation, a PlayStation 3, 3 just for that game. And a PlayStation you know, 3. Uh, four, 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 four. <laughs> three I bought just because I wanted it. Four is what I bought for, and yeah. it was so worth it. Just for that one game, it was worth it. That was good. Other things that I'm excited about this year would include uh, Jedi Survivor, which is actually going to be coming out pretty recently, pretty re- pretty soon. Uh-oh. Um, Diablo. How does that fit in with the schedule? Because like the next two months are just like going to be crazy. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Like what? What do you, what do you want? From Struggling me? from success. There's too many damn games. There's too many good games, and I still need to get the like higher, um, what you call it, higher anomaly rank, dude. I have so much, and the, I, I've even gotten like addicted to No Man's Sky recently. So it's it's just like, oh no, there's so there's many good too many things. Damn good games. And I've been play, I've been playing Hollow Knight too on the channel. So there's there's tons of stuff. But uh, yeah, Jedi Survivor, I want to play Diablo 4, Armored Core 6, and Remnant from the Ashes 2. Remnant from the Ashes? What is that? Yeah, it's uh, it's Dark Souls, but with guns. Not, is it good? Not, I imagine. Who it, makes it's, it? Um, Gunfire Games, I think they're called. No, it, 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 the Dude. first one... The first one was pretty good, but they botched the DLC really bad because they made DLC for the first one. And it was pretty much unplayable on PlayStation 4. Like the, when I say unplayable, I'm talking like the last boss of that game of the of the DLC. Ten FPS. It was. It had so many, so much FPS issues that I couldn't shoot it. Like you couldn't do the mechanics of the boss. And so I had a player <laughs> who was watching my stream, and he came in to help me and Kagrin uh, to defeat the boss. And this guy, the reason he was able to defeat it was because he could just ignore the mechanics because he was so powerful. He was already overleveled. Yeah. So, so he just... powered through the boss, and then the game crashed. No. Oh. 
So it's like I actually blue screened out of the boss, essentially. And so that was my experience with the from the Remnant from the Ashes DLC, which was uh, pretty friggin' bad. Oh, man. Yikes, yikes, yikes. Okay, so... How about Wild Hearts? I'm curious about. Like, how I... You know, that's a game that people keep asking me, hey, what's your thoughts on it? And I've shared my thoughts that, you know, most people seem like they're having a ball with it. Like, especially a lot of the Monster Hunter players and creators that I know, everyone seems to really like it and, you know, and say that there is... You know, I know that there was some technical jankiness, which I unfortunately was a victim of because I play an Xbox, and it, I I tried it early in its life cycle. So I know that they've done several patches since, but uh, my just not feeling the vibe of the world has not gotten me over that push to go back to try it again. But like, how is like how what's the state of wild things like or wild hearts? Wild things. <laughs> wild things. <laughs> Okay, so here's the situation on Wild Hearts from my opinion. And, um, you know, take it with the experience of someone who played the whole game on PlayStation 5. I played a little bit of it on PC, but very, very little. I mostly focused my experience on PS5. And my thoughts are the game was very much undercooked. The developers were probably pressured to release it earlier than they should have, which is a shame because I think that Overall, I greatly enjoyed the experience, but there are a lot of bugs that, um, not really bugs, but like performance issues more so than, than bugs necessarily, that really hampered things. In my case, I got the slow motion bug at around 60 hours of gameplay, which was like, you know, I had already done my video saying my opinions on the game and all that, and 60 hours in, I'm like, what the hell is this slow motion nonsense? Because people were complaining about it already. Some people had sound problems. Apparently, the slow motion was a thing on PC since the beginning. And it's just like uh, performance is super inconsistent across all platforms. Yeah, you got now, me. I was missing all ambient occlusion. So when I walked up to a little place like a lake, it was just pure white. And like everything looked like it was PS1 texture. Like there was nothing to it. It's like it never loaded in. It was pretty okay. bad. That might, that might have been specifically about the demo because I never got around to playing the demo. I just played the actual game. But um, essentially, or did I play the demo? When it I works, actually don't remember. It works really good. I don't remember if I played the demo or not, actually, but whatever. Um, I played What I've played of the game, I greatly enjoyed. I did not like the fact that, you know, I had the slow motion problems. But currently... They solved that, at least it seems like on the PlayStation 5 version, because I no longer have slow motion problems. Nice. The game runs fine. No real, like, big issues to report, other than the fact that it's weird that the game looks the way that it does, which is, it looks all right. It doesn't look, like, super impressive, but it's only able to run at 1080p to get 60 FPS. You can run it at 4K, but that brings in a whole host of its own problems with some mm. ghosty textures that show up on some of the monsters. It gets a little bit weird. So I mostly run it on performance mode. And that for me is running okay. Now, the thing about Wild Hearts is that I enjoyed my experience of it all the way to the end. I did not like the final boss because, it, look, it's one of those friggin' Chinese-looking dragons that's just flying all over the place. And you're just like, okay, sure whatever you basically have to 
wait for very specific openings to be able to actually capitalize on. And it, it just it's reminded like the Minecraft, me. Minecraft, it's the end dragon from Minecraft. It just flies no, around and. It, it reminded me more so of like the first time that I did, like for instance, in, in Months on a Rise, friggin' Narwa. And it's like, as a Gunlance player, that fight oh, sucked. Lord. That fight friggin' yeah. sucked, okay? And in that game, I was playing the Umbrella. It was also not that great to, to fight that boss with that specific weapon. But um, in terms of um, in terms of everything after that, because after that is when you get started with the end game and you have the volatile kimono, and the way that it works is like this: you have volatile kimono and deeply volatile kimono. So the volatile kimono. Wait, are you they, are you talking about a kimono like an uh, outfit? Kimono is the name of the monsters. They're called. Why kimono. does everybody say kimono? How, how am I supposed kimono. to say it? No, it's fine because I think the game also gets it wrong in some parts, if I'm not mistaken. But kimono is like the garb. Yes. And kimono how is the kimono. monster. Kimono. <laughs> I don't know why they call it okay. kimono. It's so dumb. But um, so you have volatile kimono and deeply volatile kimono. And the idea was that you would do volatile kimono. That would give you tickets that would then enable you to take on deeply volatile kimono. It sounds like the deviant system. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and so <laughs> the volatile kimono were not that hard, personally, I didn't think. Mm -hmm. So they were just like a, a little bit of a step up, almost like tempered monsters, essentially. Yeah. And then you'd get the tickets to go fight the really challenging stuff, which supposedly gives you like materials for um, layered armor, which I didn't really care for that much. Because once I fought my first deeply volatile, I was like, I'm only fighting these guys once. I'm not coming back oh, and doing this, this again because I don't like it. I just didn't like it because the whole idea behind it is you have very strict timing, which I think is either 20 minutes, 15 or 25, something like that. It's, it's shorter timing than you would usually have. And they are like their stats are through the roof. Overtuned. I wouldn't say overtuned. I think that's their intention. They want it to be super challenging. The yeah, problem but is it's just visual. You don't actually get like a weapon you can use or armor. No, you get nothing like that from those. Um, I believe that currently there's a new system which allows you to limit break the weapons uh, and you get materials from the deeply volatiles that also help you limit break the weapons. But you can also just get those materials from volatile kimono. But um, yeah. so my idea was like I just want to kill these once, and then I'll then I'll be good. So I went through and I did the progression of killing all of them. And yeah. the more I fought the deeply volatile kimono, the less I liked them, because to me they really were made to just to be a super hard thing. And for a lot of players, they're looking for a reward. Me, I'm usually looking for the hard things. But I don't like the limitations that they give you, which is like you can cart once and then you're done. A lot of these monsters will straight up have one shots. Uh. So it's like you make one mistake, you're done. And, you know, it just became frustrating to the point where to give you an idea, there's one of them, which is the, the lurid soul stalker. And he's this ice wolf, right? And what do they do? 
these monsters deeply volatile they're not like regular monsters they don't move areas they have their one area and they only fight there it's like an arena mm. and so this lurid soul stalker is inside a kill box inside a building it's a very small building and he's a wolf on crack cocaine like he's just like jumping all over the place doing everything super fast and on top of it he has this spinning attack that one shots you and he stays spinning for like a good 10 seconds it's like it's like spinning around and if he touches you once that's a one shot and i got very frustrated in that monster so essentially what i did was i went back and i just built um armor for defense so i'm like okay so yeah. he's a nice monster i'm building every i don't even care about the other skills that the armor has just give me maximum ice defense and then i killed it because he wasn't able to one shot me anymore but I'm just like, I don't think that's particularly interesting. Yeah. Just be like, ignore all the other skills, give me all defensive stuff, and then I'll do it. Unless you're, you I'm know, surprised much more skilled. That the, the, I would think that the final tier of monsters would be ones that require really sophisticated katakuri use. I mean, there's also really that you can that. use, you can use, because you can stop the spinning attack with the wall if you're fast enough. But that's where you get into the other problem, which is when when you get to the final tier of monsters and this is my personal opinion the karakuri is not accurate enough for the level of um, precision that you need for the level of precision that the developers expect from you so like for instance sometimes you'll start building the wall and for some reason instead of it placing the blocks in front of you it will place them like this and then instead of a mm. wall you build like a, a triangular thing and the wall won't come out <laughs> And you're just like, crap, I'm screwed because that won't block the attack, right? And not just that, but there's another example. So at the end of the game, I stopped using the, um, the parry weapon, which was the Wagasa. And I started using the, the hammer weapon mm. because it was easier to use for the tougher monsters and all of that stuff. So with that weapon, there's a specific Karakuri that basically launches you towards the monster. And once it launches you towards the monster your character does a jump at the end and that gives you a special attack with the mall that attack is super powerful so it's a super powerful move but the performance of the stake karakuri is like super inconsistent sometimes mm. your character grabs onto the monster for no reason other times your character does a regular jumping attack and only every now and then will it actually do what it's supposed to do and that is very like the 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 deep volatile monster before the one that I was talking about, which was like the grim shard, whatever it's like this hedgehog looking thing. The one time that I killed him was simply because the stake karakuri worked three times in a row. It worked as it was supposed to mm. three times in a row, and I won. Like that was it. I was like, dude, come on. If you expect you know. that level of 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 um performance from a player you have to be able to deliver that level deliver that level of precision from the Stability, controls of the game. yeah yeah because otherwise there's a problem but yeah it's like i i still really like the game i think the game is a lot of fun i think it was definitely worth my time and i'm gonna keep up with it but i don't like the direction that they're going in of basically every new monster that comes out is just a one-shot fest that's it it's just a one-shot yeah. fest and if you can't dodge the one shots you're done and it's 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 not particularly See, fun people need to go back to monster Hunter for ultimate in, or was it was it for ultimate or was it generations ultimate 
where the what was it the G rank or the high rank pink Rathian was just on cocaine as well. It was just like, oh my god. And she just trounced us all. I can't remember which one that was. I don't know if you remember. I think it was for you. Like just all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, what happened to this thing? <laughs> it was so fast. Every timing you thought you knew, nope, throw it away. Yeah, she but... had that double somersault thing, the fake out, it was great. But it's like I feel like the patterns of, of those monsters have a bigger we wind know them up. too well, right? No, and they have a bigger wind-up. There were a lot of attacks, even with the, the most recent monster that they put in the game, which isn't even a deeply volatile, where there's almost no wind-up to a one-shot attack. Uh, and it's like, so I mean, what do, you, what do you mean? It's like, you have to be able to read it instantly and do something to prevent the one-shot. And it's like, it doesn't feel... And the, the way that, that I overcame that, because like I killed the monster solo, and then afterwards I needed to farm it, so I was like, okay, let's get two more people in here and just brutalize these monsters. And that was it. I just brutalized it in multiplayer because that's the easiest way of doing it. Nice. Well, if anybody is listening and they want to let me know in the comments section whether or not the Xbox Series X version has gotten improved, whether it's the demo or the retail game, let me know. I'm not horribly interested in the world setting of that game but i would if they've done a lot of improvements then <coughs> i i owe it to at least try it out because so many of my peers really enjoy that game so i th i think it's i think it's at the very least playing it through all the way is really fun yeah. but once you get to the end game it's going to be hit or miss depending yeah, yeah. on whether you like it or not but i i like That's fine the I, i'm actually you know we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to sunbreak but i'm fine with that if the if the critical path is enjoyable, then I'm I satisfied. Liked it. I liked it a lot. I even liked the story. I don't think the story like blew me away or anything, but it was interesting. It was it was a neat story, and it was it was yeah, it was serviceable. I think it was fine. And again, this is a game that, in a lot of ways, I hope does well because I want to see mm. what they do afterwards with it. Because it was definitely yeah. a good entry, or maybe even follow it up with like Toki Then Three with the learnings that you grab from this game. And Toki Then 3 would be like a fantastic title. But we'll see. But they definitely need to work on improving on their performance and stuff like that. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you a bet right now. I'm watching Yuna's in a Room, a 3 million gill bounty for helping someone clear P8S. And they're, <laughs> just now, and they're just hitting now Dominion after the Phoenix. Will they clear it or not? What, what odds do you give her? Dominion. It's wait, the final mechanics. Oh, okay. Then I have no idea. I'll give, Maybe they'll you know, clear I'm gonna it. She, I'm going to say she in. does it. And if they're that I'm, far in, I'm going to assume they'll clear it. You'd be surprised, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a, a crapshoot. Yeah, one thing she's been addicted to is, uh, and me as well, is these bounty rooms. When people are just, they just want quality, you know, hunters. They'll mm -hmm. say, fine, I'll, I'll pay you guys hundreds of millions of gil to just help me. Three million gil does not seem like that much to deal with P8S personally. Oh, no, it's fine for us. I mean, as long as the other people are good, PHS is a 20-minute excursion. It's a, it's a treasure mm -hmm. map. But, uh, oh, man, she's so close. She's on the last. I'm sorry, I can't focus uh -oh. while I'm watching. This is the, <laughs> the final towers are going out. No one's on the third tower? Oh, he made it. He made it. She's got her tower. Good girl. She's so fucking good at this game. 
はい、実況しちゃってる。<笑> She's like, Are you talking about me? I'm like, Yeah, I'm giving live commentary. <laughs> yes. Kill it. Yeah, she got it. Okay, good for her. I hope the person actually pays and doesn't bail, but generally people are pretty good about it, so, because they can get banned if they don't. Anyway, yeah, sorry, my, my attention was blown. It's watching fine. My, my proud father moment, watching my little warrior of light kick ass. It's so good. <laughs> okay, so Monster Hunter Rise Monster Sunbreak. Hunter. Hello, Have everybody you... who hit who hit the uh, time jump and decided yeah, exactly. to join in here. We just we just had an entire hour just talking about random latest games, thoughts and feelings about a bunch of stuff. But if you did the jump, welcome to the podcast. Welcome, welcome <laughs> to the Monster Hunter section of the podcast. So, um, <laughs> have you played any Rise Sunbreak at all over the last couple of months? I don't rickets. Uh, hang on. Crickets. Well, what was the last monster they added? The f was it was it Flaming Nespinos? No, it was Chaotic oh, no. Gormagala, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yes, I, I did mean, that. There's I, did also the, I did Chaotic Gormagala. There's also the Risen Elders that they've added. I don't think no, you did those. No, I can't play them. I'm, I'm locked upset. out, yeah. You, you, no, you yeah, can play out. them. I'm sure you can get somebody to come unlock them for you. Hell, you can get, well, maybe not on PC. I don't want it. Can I unlock it? It's a principal thing at this point. I probably could. I'm, t I'm, I'm, I'd be too annoyed to even fight him, just knowing that I wasn't allowed in the door to the club if I didn't have the cool friend with me. I just don't like that. Look, just get the cool you friend know? to go with you. It's fine. I don't. Okay. <laughs> Screw the it. Cl the, cl but the club, the chaotic. Is good. I did play, and he was cool as hell. He was really good. Um, but beyond that, I haven't touched it. Um, but I am actually really excited for tomorrow. As of recording, this is going to be title update five news i think if it's not amatsu i'm just going to be they're they're just delaying it by one more which would be nice it means more content for people but i think the writing's on the wall that it's amatsu i mean they had the little video that you reacted to which was funny which was hey i need you to come to kimura village you know yep. for furane and I hate those videos. You you know, I I can't stand it when an in-world person tries to stay in character and be like, yeah, I got to go to this village. Check out title update 5.0. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, fourth wall, come on. Like, you don't even, you could write around that stuff. You don't have to be so on the nose. But they're, you know, obviously there's, I miss you, I think, forgot what special investigations were. Yeah, what are special investigations? Yeah, do you remember like it's like a mini story? Do you remember like when there was the special investigation for those are special uh, assignments? Alatrion or those um, are special assignments, not investigations. I have no faith that they're consistent with their wording. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm assuming that it's going to be a side story that takes place in Kamura. Maybe they're going to revamp. You know, the fact is that they hint that they're it's still somewhat close to. They hint that it's somewhere close to Kamura, right? So my guess is them taking a boat to whatever that new city's called is... I forgot the names already. That's how bad I am. Kamura is going to be the better place... Not Kamura. Yeah, Kamura. Kamura. It's going to be the better place to start up a story saying, hey, you know, something going on between us and Yukumo. We need to go check it out. And having an Amatsu story would make tons, tons of sense for me. We still Plus, have remember, that. remember, like, Yomogi's village was destroyed by what I assume is Amatsu, which means that, you know, I don't know. I just, 
I think that's what it is. I could be wrong, but I want to see how they do it. It's it's got to be like they did Fatalis. It's got to be a revamped fight, and I will jump in there. I mean, they they did say that they were doing like uh, this voiceover recording and stuff like that. So yeah, it would make sense. But they said special investigations plural. It's not like oh we're gonna have this one thing that's going to to be one story bit. They said special investigations. So I don't think it's just I mean, gonna be like it would be kind of cool line. if they just had like a few parts to the to the thing, right? Like maybe you fight a Zenogre, I don't know, like you know, just like lead up to it. Like if they did a little like thing, that'd be I, nice. don't, I don't know. To me, special investigations scream more like repeatable a, a content, mechanic, a system. Yeah, like a system like investigations, except more hmm. advanced. But my biggest concern is if that also requires anomaly rank. Because oh, if that Lord. requires a not like listen, I'm at a I'm at 175 right now. I'm coming up there. I'm I'm coming up to the, the point that I want to get to, but it's taken a long time to get there. Like lots and lots of grind to be able to get to where I am. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to assume that if they add Amato or whoever they're going to add, that it's going to be HR 10 or 15 or whatever it is so that I can actually participate. Ma- master Which rank. means I'll, I'll, yeah, or Master Rank, I'll log on right away and play it. You're going to play see it on PC do. or on the Switch? Uh, PC, probably. There's no point in me playing on the Switch anymore because, I mean, the whole idea there was I thought that maybe me and Yuna would continue. Um, you know, we played it on the Switch Sunbreak, had a great time. I played the PC version at least to get into the end of Master Rank, but I couldn't do the grind over and over again. I was, the, you know, I had other things calling me. So I'm excited to see that. You know, I don't feel bad that the end game doesn't resonate with me. I mean, that's not a prerequisite for have, for being an awesome title. So I'm super satisfied with the time I had with Sunbreak. But... uh yeah, I'm interested. What else do you think there might be? Or do you think it's going to be a Matsu? Do you think it's something else? I mean, I think it's going to be a Matsu as well. Everything pretty much points towards that. Um, I I don't know what else they're going to do. I feel like the the end game, even though I like it, I feel like it gets increasingly demotivating when you're trying to get to like a, a high anomaly rank and you just like you finish a quest and you see the thing raise up by like 30% and you're like, okay. Mm. And you're doing like, like I'm talking about doing a quest chuck full of modifiers, like limited number of players, limited time, limited carts. And then you do that and it's like, boop, here's 30%. And I'm uh. just like, good. And it, it seems to be getting progressively longer and longer the more I climb it. So yeah, that... That stuff's been rough, but I'm doing my best to, to get through it. I'm pushing through on the Switch. Last night, yeah. I actually went into a bunch of multiplayer rooms, and the multiplayer is very active right now. Like, I was, getting, I was getting matched up with people appropriate to the level of anomalies that I was doing super fast. Like, I was getting in. I was uh. like, okay, queue me up for something between 165 and 171, whatever it was that I was at the time. And it would be like, okay, searching, and you're in. Instantly in the quest. I was like, oh, okay. So at least it's going through well, pretty fast. I think one thing that might be interesting for me to report on for people is that I'm going to be, if they add a Matsu, and 
you can fight it normally through your master rank cap like you beat in the game I will be fighting it without a curious melded weapon or armor and I want to see how it goes because I am just not interested in that system I have a gear with it but I want to see how it is to fight it without it you know I, is it doable? Does it feel like they tanked it? I don't. I just. I, I've talked to death about this. I just. I can't stand the idea that I have a piece of armor from a fire monster, and I can make it so that it's super powerful in ice attack, and stuff like that. Like changing the attributes destroys. I mean, what is the monster then? Just a, a visual mechanic? Like the personality is just like you, it. I'll do you one better. What is the armor? The mm -hmm. armor, the armor right now in the game is like you know it's one of my favorite things to do is come up with sets. Right now yeah. in the game, every time that I try to think about a set, it's almost like I can't even think too much about it because yeah. it all boils every down to in, in my brain it, everything can be any. Yeah, exactly. I'm always thinking about okay, maybe yeah. I should get this armor piece. It's like. But it doesn't matter because I can get these things. Yeah. Through, if everything can be yeah. everything, then nothing is special. Yeah. Period. The, the only mean, special stuff is like the latest stuff that gets added. So right now it would be Frostcraft because that's the one thing that mm. you can't get through Curious Crafting. It's oh, Velcana I have not faced yet. I really dragon, should. Yeah, Velcana was added. And Dragon Conversion, which is gotten from risen Volstrax, which is really you busted. know the set that i'm going to go in with it's going to be the same old mixed ibushi and narwa set i like that set a lot with dual blades we'll good see luck, what <laughs> i saw the little head here like good luck there mate good luck good luck with that <laughs> have fun uh the, the thing that i want to do is i want i want to do a set for uh wide shelling where it's going to be all about yeah. part breaker and utility skills and stuff like that because I'm a little bit bored of the of the set that I'm running right now, which is just straight up full on crit, crit boost, wex, all yeah. the things coupled together with artillery, and just spam hail cutter, just spam hail cutter all day, hail cutter all day every day, hail cutter hidden for like 700 damage, all of that stuff, and then on top of it you add the um, the powder mantle from Risen Teostra, and you get like sometimes hits of 700 plus 800 from the proc of Risen Teostra. It's like, what the hell is going on? This is insane. And it's not even that much because you look at like, um, you look at an elemental charge blade doing like a thousand damage per file. And it's like, wait a minute. What's this? A thousand damage per file does not seem like reasonable numbers, yeah. Capcom. What's going no, on? No, I mean... You got to remember, there's there's frontier blood going on here. So like the, what do you call it? The power creep and the the inflation of it's skills. Insane. That's that's the thing. Yeah, and you know, I guess it is what it is. You know, but I would, I've talked and we've both talked about this in excess. But I would love the next monster in a game to have like four skills max. You know, bring back negative. I don't care. Like, I, I want to feel limited. I want choices to be impactful. I don't want a page of three pages of skills that it starts to feel arbitrary and I don't feel the personality of the monsters anymore. I a million percent agree with that. Um, I think th this is something that like, I've been trying to get um, Herney on to, to speak with me on my other podcast, but Herney is super busy, dude. I can't, I can't get a hold of Herney to come chat with me. I've been wanting to talk to him. Yeah. I've been wanting to talk to him about a video that he put out where he's talking about going back to essentially simpler times because like the current monster yeah. hunter just has 
so much stuff that I think going back to simpler times is what we need for the next monster. And I'd be curious to hear yeah. from the audience as well. How do they feel about this? But it's like, I don't want every weapon to have like 50 combos yeah. that they Less can do more. because you know, th then I'm like sitting over here doing 50 minute videos for the guides of the weapons. And it's not even about that. I just don't think it's as much fun because what ends up happening is people want to specialize more and more on one weapon, which is definitely what happened to me. It's like, I can't step away from the gun lens. I can't because yeah. even I, and here's the thing. I actually tried making a charge blade set for elemental charge blades. I crafted all the charge blades. I crafted the set. I did all the things, you know, it actually used up literally. I'm not joking. Literally all of my armor spheres. I have no armor spheres just to upgrade. Oh, not, not even that. Not only I don't have armor spheres, I had to spend more coins to get, armors like the the anomaly coins i spent those to get more armor spheres to be able to mm. fully upgrade the set that i was working on for charge blade and this is without but even hate, going like, into the curious augmentation of the weapons yeah, I don't to like they fully lock increase. you down the path right it, it's it's it, the resources are just way too much and i know that there's going to be people that they'll say like oh but i've been playing non-stop since the yeah, thing that's and the fun so. and it's like yeah but i i played on pc and then i came back and played on switch and i have no resources like i'm constantly zeroed out if i want to craft every anything and it's annoying as hell it's very annoying and then when i finally made the set i was like i now i need to do curious armor crafting because in order for you to really get all the skills that you need to really take full advantage of elemental charge blade, you're going to have to get some good uh, curious crafting rules. Mm. And guess what? I didn't get them. Uh, here's a weird question because you've done the end game loop and you've, you've gone down the augmentation route. But as far as I read, and I hope I'm not wrong, that Sunbreak releases for consoles on the 28th of April. Yes. But it's not going to be, they're not going to match it to the current day content they're for not. Switch, or, which is mind-boggling to me. Yes. Because they've made so many changes in each of those updates that have been really quality changes. But there are things that sort of say, okay, we had a season or months where you did it like this. Now we're going to make that easier and we're going to introduce something new. Why would you go through all that effort if you know it's all going to be gone in a month? Like, because you know what's coming. It's just like, why don't they just give it? I don't, I don't have an answer. I wish I had like an they, answer. They don't need the retention. Just let people like, enjoy the damn game. The, the, the thing that I was thinking about is maybe it'd be like, okay, people are going to get overwhelmed. But it's like, I believe that they've confirmed that it's coming out with title update three. And it's like, it's already pretty overwhelming on title update three. So why not just release why? it with title update five? I don't understand. Yeah, it I could don't get be it because I, I, actually I, I can't, I, there's nothing I that I can say to justify it. I just straight yeah, up. Don't I can't understand. think of a reason. I don't understand why they're doing it like that. I think it would, the worst part is they, they're making a liar out of me too. That's the worst part <laughs> because I remember when the whole thing happened when they released Sunbreak simultaneously on PC and Switch, 
Like the whole yeah. thing was that they were saying like, oh, from now on, it's all going to be simultaneous and everything's going to have parody. And I was like, yeah, it was a beautiful, Great. this is going to be fantastic thing. from the future. We're all going to have parody. And then they're like, and by the way, we're releasing months on the rise on PlayStation and then Xbox. And I was like, okay, why not sunbreak? Why rise? Just I give, don't understand. Just give the, just, just, hey, you know just, why? Yes. Okay. Sure. It, they they need they need to hold people over until they get the new mobile game, Monster oh. Hunter. Now, the most funniest named title entry. I, you know what? I want to preface this by saying that, with my being away from Monster Hunter for so long, I've been feeling a true rekindling of passion and love, and a desire to play, and a true excitement for the next big title. Uh, but from the sidelines, like l some of this stuff is just making me roll my eyes. I mean, so they license out Monster Hunter to Niantic, the creators of Pokemon Go, and they're basically reskinning that game. It looks like the combat's actually from Monster Hunter Explore. You haven't seen the trailer, and I want you to see it now live during the recording here because I want to see your reaction and hear your thoughts so before, about what you think. Before we even get into it, okay? I want to make one thing perfectly clear. Monster Hunter team, I love you guys. You guys make amazing games. Okay? I love the Monster Hunter franchise. I adore it. I like Rise. I like Sunbreak. I have some criticisms about some of the things. I talk about it extensively, but at the end of the day, it all we comes from a place you. of love. Okay? This game... <laughs> Niantic? That Michael, listen, you gotta I put have, on that Michael Jordan. Stop it. Get no, some help. No, listen. I have no love whatsoever for Niantic. All right. I got zero <laughs> love for Niantic. I don't give a damn about Niantic. As a matter of fact, quite the opposite because I played Pokemon Go. Okay. Yeah, this I wanted to ask you about. I, so go on. I, I played Pokemon Go back in the day when it came out, and I was super excited about it because look. I'm not a Pokemon fan. I've said it multiple times. I don't care about Pokemon that much. But the concept of going out on hikes and picking up was Pokemon baller. was awesome. So I was thinking to myself, I'm going to go to a mountain. I'm going to find like a Geodude or something. And it's going to be amazing. Guess what? That's not the Pokemon Go there experience at all. Jack shit. Because there yeah, was nothing be in that mountain. There was nothing there. The whole point of Pokemon Go is to be in in a city filled with yeah. people, filled with pollution. Filled, and I was like, this is so stupid. Why? I don't and and by the way, I had the most perfect setup to min-max Pokemon Go right next to my house. Because there's a and park. There's nothing. No, 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 no. There's a park. Oh, there, oh, you have a park. Then there yeah, should be Yeah, there's a park, too. and it has enough pokey stops that you take a lap around the park, and they've reset, and you do it again and again, and you pick up a bunch of Pokemon. While you, so I had the perfect setup to min-max Pokemon to the nth degree. But I'm just like, that's not what I want to do. I want to go to... I want to go outside. Like, Portugal has beautiful outdoors. Why the crap would I want to play Pokemon Go in a city? I want to go to the outdoors and catch a Pokemon in the wild. So what you had to do, yeah. if you wanted to play the game like that, you had to buy lures. 
where you would buy the uh, lure and then Pokemon would show up in those, you know, deserted areas that have nothing. And I hated that. I absolutely hated that because it makes no sense whatsoever. And I already know that Niantic's MO, this is going to be the same thing. I can probably go to the same park that I went for Pokemon Go in my house and it'll be the same most time. perfect. It'll be the most perfect thing for me to know life, Monster Hunter Now, whatever the crap. But it's just something that I'm really not interested in. But, you know, yeah, I haven't I even really seen the trailer about, yet. So Yeah, before we get to the trailer, though, hang on. One thing that I am curious about and people in the comments can help with is I'm not familiar enough with how things have been going with Pokemon Go because my experience was I played it when it first came out. Obviously, everybody in the world was, and it was fun. And I played it for like a year. I got fed up because there was like no stops at all where I lived. And so, the, like, basically, I couldn't play the game. It's like, you can't play the game unless you go downtown. And so, and as I was in a suburb uh, off from Tokyo. Um, and then, so I stopped playing it for, like, a year, year and a half. It was around 2018, I think, um, when I moved. I think it was when I moved. And my town is, like, the most populated Pokestop Central in all of Tokyo. Like... For me, walking to the station, which is a kilometer, which is less than a mile, I had, I think, like 32 Pokestops. It's just loaded. It's like it's like downtown Vegas. And so Yuna got to the age where she got an iPad. We did tethering. She wanted to play it, and we had a blast. 2018, right when they brought back Giratina, which is her favorite Pokemon, all the way up to where they brought back the armored Mewtwo. Uh, in 2019 so we played for like a good year and a half we had a fantastic time we didn't spend that much money it was good it was really good fun um, and then we just sort of fell off and what I hear is in recent years Niantic has been anti-fan or something like they're doing stuff that are pissing people off and they're getting greedy I don't know the details of any of that because I have nothing but good memory, so I actually don't have anything against Niantic except for they designed a game literally to play in a city, which is where I live. So, like, I get it. Like, if you didn't live in a city, the game was not for yeah, you, and that was it, kind it of sucks. counterintuitive. But the thing is, like, yeah, I won't even talk. So, yeah, so, like, someone tell me, is there something that they do operations-wise that's really sleazy or something? I don't know. Like, I don't know much about them. My experience the hasn't other been bad. The other thing that I that I wish they did better with Pokemon Go is why not just have traditional Pokemon combat instead of whatever the hell that was. Yeah, that was weird. So okay, well we'll we'll hold here. You got to see the trailer here because that's going to be a okay. good conversation. So, so let, me, let me know when you hit play. Let me just uh, switch scenes here. We're we're doing it live. Those of you watching in audio only, you can't really see my reaction, but there is the video on YouTube. It is at uh, a whole fifty-one or fifty-two seconds. Probably. Yeah, but it's it's like it's gonna be at one hour and twenty minutes and change or something like that. So you can scroll there and see that. But let's uh, let's see this real quick. I've hit play, by the way. Okay. How the game is in your head versus how it is in reality. It is the same type of trailer.
Yeah. So they don't, I don't know why they don't give like, there's so much more media coverage in Japan for some reason, even though it's Niantic. Do like you have got, do you have gameplay? I have gameplay? I have some screenshots that I want you to see, oh, no. and maybe you could. And I think I'm gonna get a really good reaction out of you. So just open up that article, and uh, it's all in Japanese. But uh, zoom down a bit till you get to uh, four screenshots. Hmm? So, free for all. <coughs> Have you gotten down to the, the four no, images? Me... What the hell? Oh, no. It's underneath the picture of the guy uh, running around Shibuya with his camera. No, give me a second. The problem is that I think my capture card's busted. <laughs> okay. So while okay. he's looking for that, I will let I will let people know this is not PR. This is free free coverage. They are uh, having to sign up for the the closed beta, um, which is in like a few days or something. Like it's gonna be pretty close. Uh, the website, if you, hit, you put in your information and you hit it, if it comes with an error, just keep trying. You'll get in. Okay, um, I'm. Uh, but they're gonna be doing like a closed beta. You can check out. I'm at the screenshots now. Yeah, so it's like basically Pokemon Go. With some, you know, just it's a reskin of Pokemon Go. I love the shot of the mining outcrop on top of a sewer cap in the middle of the town in the background. They someone playing with AR mode on, and. I don't know. Like, there's a bunch of screenshots if you go below. So the idea is they're yeah, saying I'm, here. I'm, I'm the, the saving, yeah, the saving grace is that they said that uh, in the in this interview that generally the battles are going to be about 75 seconds and based off of the assets from Monster World. Looking at that, it tells me that they may be borrowing from the Explore system because that was actually pretty enjoyable and it looks, you know, as good old slice and flick and stuff like that it would make sense but it really does look just like a reskin of pokemon go with monster hunter and you know uh i'm sure it's going to be like you know gather 45 you know like the candies right 45 rathian parts to to raise your exp gauge a little bit for that weapon and stuff like that and i mean i could already see the whole system in my head it's got what I think is arguably a really dumb name because you can't even search it in Google. If you put Monster Hunter Now, like Now is such a common word, you're just going to come up with articles and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not feeling it. You know, like, I wish them the best, I guess. It seems very much like a licensed out product because they're not, Capcom's not operating this either. This, it's this all Niantic that's going to be operating. There, there was a game called Monster Hunter Dynamic Hunting or whatever the hell it was. Kind of seems like it's going to be something like that, maybe. Uh, I don't. I don't it just feels to me like, look, is monster is the Monster Hunter IP popular enough 
I don't think so. I mean, because they had something Pikmin. like this. They did Pikmin in what was it, Harry Potter, and those failed. So I don't know. I don't think it is. So, I think the timing sucks. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, try the closed beta. Maybe it'll be fun gameplay. But I'm not interested in uh, free-to-play games anymore, so to say. So, like, I already have sort of like a an allergy to this type of content. It's just when the catch line is face monsters in the real world. It's like that's the last thing I want to do. I hate the idea of seeing a city backdrop to a mining outcrop or a Rathalus. There's no novelty in that. Like in Pokemon, it made total sense because the idea was that they're all around us in the world. I don't see where creatively this makes any sense. I just, it's just a, a product. Yeah, it's, it, didn't they have like, a, the didn't the Riders thing like fell off or whatever? Wasn't there one that was Monster Hunter Riders or whatever that was a free-to-play game that you also didn't like yeah. that? Yeah, I hated that one. Uh, people said that eventually got good, but it was very, very, it felt to me like it was very pay-heavy. It was just a regular old you know, gotcha game with very subpar UI design. This looks like it might be, you know, maybe they'll have polished assets. Um, so, yeah, sure. But it's like, do Monster Hunter the fans thing, really want to play Monster The thing that bothers Hunter? me is I, I can already see, like, for instance, with Pokemon, you have to buy Pokeballs. I mean, you could get yeah. them at Pokestops and whatever, but if you yeah. didn't they have a bunch of They got paintballs for this one, it says in the screenshot. So oh, right. There, there were paintballs in, in the screenshot. So it's like... Yeah, you, you probably might have, have to, buy, to pay for paintballs. You probably have to pay for paintballs. You might have to pay for better equipment. You might have to... There, there are so many things that you can, you know, just make this yep. a million percent pay to win. Because let's face it, Pokemon Go is also pay to win, you know. and uh, yeah. It, it is what they it have, is. They have a picture of the area that this person is walking around is considered a swamp area. So they have Jagras, Kuluyaku, and uh, Puke Puke. And I guess yeah. it says Slay Monster with a specific armor. So they're trying to force you into wearing a specific armor, I'm thinking, to oh, wow. the face. I don't know. That's what it says. It says Slay Monster that's... with specific AR dot 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 prologue for reviewing the basics episode three could it be augmented reality oh my god i hope not with ar mode on that would suck i it's um, like i don't know i don't want to sound thing- like a party pooper because like but then again capcom it didn't develop this they're not operating it so it's all up to niantic to make it fun so try out i would say cl- try out the closed beta or open beta, give your feedback, but like it's, I'm not interested to cover this. It, uh, it apparently comes out in September. They're doing their closed beta like the 25th of April. So I, they must be confident that it's because it's just a reskin that, you know, we don't care about the results of our beta test. We, we know when we're releasing it. So it's like, okay, I think go the, for it. I just think that fundamentally it is a misunderstanding of what the monster hunter fan base wants. Either IP that, is. either that, or I'm the one out of touch, but yeah, actually yeah, that's I'd, I'd be curious to hear from you guys in the audience. Cause yeah, you know, that's what at I the end hear. of the day, this, this is going to be particularly important. Like, is this something that you would want? Because as someone who's played Pokemon go, I, I can tell. And as someone that just like, look, traditionally, I just don't like, 
mobile games. It's, it's, it's not for me. And like, there's a reason I like the Switch so much, and that's because I can just take the Switch with me. I can play it on the go. That's my gaming system. That's where I want to play games. I don't want to be playing games on my phone because t- touch controls are garbage. They're gar- they're just garbage. Okay, just, you can tell me whatever the hell you want. Touch controls are garbage. Is that simple? Except for maybe like Hearthstone or card games or something like that where you just drag stuff. But the, this to me is just not the direction that I want to see this franchise going. Is is the, 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 the point that I'm making. It just doesn't make any sense. And I'm hoping yeah. I'm hoping there's no integration with this and the next Monster Hunter. Because yeah, if I there would, is I would integration... Have to say I doubt it. If there is integration between Monster Hunter Now and Monster Hunter 6, I'm going to be mad. I'm Because I don't want to play this. I'm not interested. You want to make this game, go make this game, whatever. I don't like mobile games. I already know that there's going to be a bunch of pay-for-convenience things in the game. And, you know, like we've discussed earlier... Usually when you have features that are pay for convenience, it's just a motivator to inconvenience people so that they're funneled into paying for set convenience. So I'm not interested in games that do that stuff. And if they have some kind of integration with Monster Hunter 6, then I'm going to be upset. I'm not going to like that at all. So yeah, that's kind of like where I land on this. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I mean, they have questions in this interview saying, like, you know, are there going to be new monsters? He said, not at the time of release, but if, you know, a good idea comes out, I'm not rolling it out. Uh, they're saying, what? how is the payment system? Uh, it's a free-to-play game, so you can play for free, and you can buy items using in-game purchases. Um, how many weapons do you think there's going to be? Are there going to be any new weapons? He said they're still balancing it. So there's not much they can say, but they do want to have the more popular weapons available. Um, their idea is that as you progress or as the game continues on, that they'll add more later. Um, so they'll be looking for feedback. Tsujimoto makes a joke saying, come on, we got to have a hammer. I love the hammer. That's all I use. Then they ask, are there going to be elder dragons in this game? And they're going to say that, you know, we'll start out with basic monsters and go from there. But, you know... Uh, we, we've got a long-term vision of maybe it'd be nice to have like a battle event against a Elder Dragon would be cool. So I'm thinking they're probably considering raids. them for raids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then they're talking about, you know, in traditional Monster Hunter, there, once you hit high rank, there's better, higher grades of stuff to do it. Are you going to have any system similar to that? Uh, they say like early in the game, you'll be fighting weaker monsters, but as you get stronger, you'll face monsters all monsters also get stronger uh, in that way that the rarity is more like a number, right? Like the rarity of the same drops that you get are higher level as well because they are all lining to you. So it's just a grind. Um, then they're asking how many monsters are going to be appearing in the game. He says, I can't answer that right now. Uh, but I want the more interesting monsters to appear. You know, this is a game that will constantly get updated, so monsters will get added as time goes on. Uh, you know, 
their goal is that if it's a successful game, then, you know, after many years, maybe it'll be the Monster Hunter with the most monsters in the entire franchise, maybe. Because, oh, okay. you know, hey, it'll be a long time report. See, uh, it's got multiplayer. Yeah, you see, you see it in the trailer. Hmm. So, apparently, okay, this is interesting. So, the initial question was asking how this all came to be. Sujimoto was saying it was around the 20th anniversary. Uh, next year is the 20th anniversary. Um, he says that there was a demand from Monster fans who wanted to play a location-based game based what? on Monster That's what he says here. And he says, you know, uh, if you're going to do it, then, you know, do it with Niantic. Like, do it with the leader uh, is what he thought. So about four years ago... Uh, he started talking to Niantic. Um, he said within five minutes, it was they all agreed it was the right thing to do. Uh, because Niantic is the pros of having location-based gameplay. And they can do a global rollout. Um, and they understand Monster Hunter, so uh, they thought it would be perfect. Um hmm yeah, I, yeah, you know, it's the perfect platform to have gameplay for those. It's the same thing as Explore, right? Like, for those who are new to the series or experienced, they'll find something to enjoy. It's it's a very pressy event that they had. Um, the thing is, I just here. don't want to see resources diverted away from... It shouldn't be. The director here is not Tokuda or anything like that, and Tsujimoto is, is more or less just the executive producer, so he's just going on and giving lip service to each execution. Um, but it's going to be uh, Kano is the director. I want to... What else is he... Well, he's the director on the Capcom side, which doesn't matter as much, I think. We'll see. I mean, I'm not particularly hopeful for it. I'm not interested, but uh, if it gives people something fun to do, if they're playing on their phones, then I guess great, but I won't be covering it. Um, yeah, just, let us yeah. Um, let us know, guys. I, hey, I kind of feel open like... the door for more new creators. Like I know Pokemon Go had some really cool creators who did a lot of outdoor content and stuff like that. So go for yeah, it. I, I want to a... see old men. I want to see old men with sixty phones on their bike going nah. through catching all the Zagras. You know. Listen, I had I had a friend of mine who basically his Pokemon Go stuff. He had drone footage. He had a drone follow oh, him around while he was doing Pokemon Go, okay? It, it was next level. If, if sped up, yeah. That could be fun. It was next level, the stuff that he was doing. But, um, yeah, it's it's not the, the game that I'm personally interested in. But, again, I'm, I'm more curious about the community response to it. I kind of feel like we're... We're kind of wrapping up the podcast in a bit of a downer, but I just don't think that Monster Hunter now yeah. is it. Monster Hunter 6 is what really matters. Yeah. So, you know what? This actually pushes out my predictions for Monster Hunter 6. Because I've long thought that they would announce it at Summer Game Fest. Because, face it, the Tokyo Game Show is a joke now. Um, so, so, I was thinking Summer Game Fest, they would announce it for an early, I don't know, January, February release. Like, early 2024. And maybe they would give us a release date around Tokyo Game Show. But Resident Evil 4 is killing it. They're, 
and rightfully so it's a great remake so like they're making tons of money and now they're going to have a mobile game which if you think about it is going to it's going to make big bucks in the first few months and then in most likelihood it'll just fizzle to death or or it'll find its legs who knows um i don't see them releasing a monster Hunter 6 within their fiscal year at capcom japan ends march 31st I don't see why they would stack everything on this year just to say what they lose. You know, we, we have less growth next year because we went too hard this year. It's, it's a financial so thing, summer right? 2024. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So, which, which would, which would make it a perfect time to announce at the video game awards. When are the video game awards? December. Yeah. Yeah. It might be the thing. So I, my predictions are all over the place now because I just don't see them releasing it before March 31st now, which makes I'm me thinking, think when would they announce it? I'm thinking but then again, like they either, they they either like announce Summer Game in. Fest, they either announce it at Summer Game Fest or they announce it at the Video Game Awards. I feel like those are the two big prestige events nowadays. It's either Summer Games Fest or Video Game Awards because I don't think they'll want to announce on a, on a console-specific platform. Right, no, they I wouldn't want so to announce on a Nintendo no. Direct or on a PlayStation State of Play or an Xbox, whatever they do. Um, so most likely, the two big prestige events to announce at would be Summer Games Fest or Video Game Awards this year. And you know yeah, what? Their stocks have... just shot up like crazy today. Uh, I wonder why. I wonder yep. why. So they don't really need to announce this at Summer Game Fest, in my opinion. The Dude, next game, I think forget- they could sit on it more. You see, this is this is the problem. So I'm with a little this bummed industry. by that. Listen, this is I'm the problem bummed. with this industry: is that whenever a company announces uh, a friggin' mobile game, investors go like, "Oh, <laughs> they just like go insane, dude! They, they just they just go wild." Money, money. And investors money. are just like, "Oh man, time to buy that Capcom stock. Let's go." Is like and but I'm you know it's we got the title update tomorrow we've got this being announced you could make the case that it seems like they're cramming in a bunch of announcements at weird timings just to get away from the summer game fest so maybe they may make an announcement there it's possible I hope they do I don't care if I have to wait a year I like don't do a full marketing campaign just tell us like show us a little teaser give us 2024 as a date. And let us go crazy talking about what we saw and heard. Just pull, you know. Just pull, just pull a hi-fi rush. Yeah, it's out tonight. It's out tomorrow. Release it. Oh, it's on the. It should be in the store right now. Just go get it, man. (laughs) That game is baller, man. That's crazy. (laughs) So, I'm excited for the future of Monster Hunter. I don't know what Tokuda. I'm assuming he's the director. Um, If he's not, I'd be shocked. But I mean, if you think about it, World came out in like 2018, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It's been like five years. Iceborne was a different director, so obviously they had probably a good year of... I'm sure he took a few months off after all that. So let's say they had 2019 to do like pre-production and planning tool investigations and stuff like that. That's like one year. Then you got 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. That's five years of development. I don't think they'd be going for six. I could be wrong, but uh, I think summer next year feels right. 
Yeah, summer feels good because if you get into fall, then you get a problem where I Maybe think spring games get discounted because they get discounted by the end of that year. So I think late spring, early summer is where I'm pegging it. Yeah. Like May. May feels good. Late spring 2024. Like right in time for summer break in Japan, like May-ish would be fine. But yeah, I don't know. Like, so my 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 projections are are changing because of this. I just, this year, they're making too much damn money. Capcom is ranking it in. Okay, team, so I'm just going to put this somewhere in the middle of this particular podcast. I'm still not exactly sure how it's going to show up. Gaijin just told me I look you're like gonna, You're going to commit to middle? You're not going to put it at the top? It's going to be middle or not it's, the end? It's probably, it's probably going to be... This should show up shortly after we talk about our predictions for Title Update 5 because we recorded <laughs> the original podcast before Title Update 5 dropped. Because this is actually really funny because you just came to me and you're like, hey, we got to talk about this Monster Hunter Now thing. I was like, okay. And then, you know, shortly after I was like, tomorrow is uh, Title Update 5. That's not going to be in the podcast. People are going to expect that. That's going to be weird. But, uh, you oh, know. My memory my memory's screwed. I didn't even realize we talked about Monster Hunter Now. <laughs> you just kind of erased it out of your memory i i had some uh late night shenanigans going on so my memory's a little fuzzy <laughs> yeah you were we'll you were you were actually up hunting until like one in the morning yes uh, well i should say i said you i should say we you me and you yes, know we, we were, were all hunting. hunting and uh yeah yeah guys title update five actually got gaijin to Dust off his uh, his switch. Literally dust off my switch. <laughs> <laughs> and we did some hunting. So, what did we get for the update? Uh, you know, it's it, it was pretty much what I think that if you guys have been listening to the podcast up until this point, you will have heard us describe exactly what was going to be added, which was Amatsu, Risen Shigaru, increased anomaly rank up to 300. And, you know, I, I speculated even though... This is interesting because even during the digital event, like um, the video that they made, they didn't yeah. specify this. But I said, like, you know, taking into account what happened previously, Frostcraft is going to be added into Curious Armor Crafting, most like. And the other skill, there was another skill. I forget which one it is. that we uh, Dragon Conversion. Those two skills were added into, into that. Not only that, but they were also added into the new Charming Tables. There's, yeah, but there was one thing they gave us that you would have never predicted, which was a buff to Gunlands. Why? Why you gotta make me like depressed like that, dude? Uh oh, wait. I just was it for white only? <laughs> it's only for <laughs> white shell. <laughs> uh, 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 now, curiously <laughs> enough, I did. I did make a white shelling set on the day. I did not know, but I did make a white shelling set on the day, and I ended up using it to kill Risen Shigaru. It was actually very useful to kill Risen Shigaru, because the first time that I fight monsters, I don't take companions. And good God, Risen Shigaru... Okay, before we talk about Risen Shigaru, though, yeah, yeah, Amatsu. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Amatsu. What do you think about Amatsu? They, I really wanted them to go all out, like they did with the Fatalis, and just reimagine it, and holy shit did they do. It... It is good. Like really good. Yeah. They they give it the um the treatment that they did for like Altreon Fatalis and they kind of like remade a lot of the fight. And initially I thought there was gonna be problems for me fighting it with the gunlands, 
but they made the hitbox very generous. They were very kind about the way that the the hitbox handled itself. I'm assuming that that is a problem. You were, you were complaining about like um, for insect glaive, insect how you were glaive. getting hit all over the place. Yeah, it's a little rough. Um, but all, I mean, not like horribly bad, but not the best either. But um, I mean, I think we can come up with a new like brutal speed running category: non bogan tail cut speed runs on Amatsu. <laughs> holy shit, that yeah, was I, hard. I needed I needed Amatsu's tail, and so we go in there, and I'm playing wide shelling gunlance with a build that's just around shell shell erupting cannon shell reload repeat yeah which deals no slashing damage <laughs> you know and i'm playing the only one sitting horn. here with a sword and shield like oh man so, it's so hard to catch its tail so I, I you're doing that and i'm trying to also help out with my gun lance that has no raw damage skills whatsoever and i'm just sitting there in the tail like try just trying to get to it was a yeah. nightmare but we got it we, did, we got we it but it was it, it was hard yeah, but like the the fight itself, most people complained that it was too easy. That that's at least what I got from um from like people in the comment section and whatnot. People were like, "Oh, this was too easy," and I it's like I don't know because I was playing a super defensive set, so I it doesn't really you don't perceive difficulty the same way. It just takes a little bit longer to kill stuff. But what did you think about the difficulty? I think it's great. I mean, I think there's, I think. Probably people were trying to compare it to Fatalis, right? Like it, it is the final, hey, you did the end game. You did all the grind that we gave you. You went the extra mile. Now here's one super boss to to get your ass walloped on, you know, and here's one set. I think that's going to be the the blue Malzino. Mm -hmm. Malzino, whatever it is. And blue Zeno. Japanese. Yeah. I think that's what that's going to be. And that's going to be sort of like, you know, if you try going in there with your MR20, and stuff like that, you're going to get your ass handed to you, and I think that's fine. This one, I mean, it's so closely tied to the story, you want everyone to experience it, right? So it felt just right where it was obviously harder than the g rank final boss, hit harder. We upgrade, we used the free spheres that they gave us throughout the past year and a half that we weren't playing or whatever uh, to upgrade our armor quite a bit, and it still hit pretty hard. So I'm saying, like, if you're at, like, 600 700 defense like that i think it 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 is quite punishing but i like it because it's it's the difficulty that it feels the right step you know what i mean like it's a little bit higher than where where we left off but it's not so it still has some difficulty like it's not like a walk in the park i mean you still feel good when you dodge stuff it's exciting you know so i I'm happy with where they went with it. I could see some people, maybe they wanted it to be like Fatalis, which it's not um, in terms of difficulty and, and hitting hard. But for someone who has not been playing for a year and my stuff isn't augmented at all, I don't have curious crafting or anything, it was great. I think that... So I think maybe, yeah, if, if you've gone all out, you might be disappointed because you're murdering stuff in like 60 seconds anyways. I think that that is the... That is one of the good things about this update, actually, is the fact that Amatsu is not super out of everybody's reach. It's kind of like if you haven't played in a while and you're thinking, or maybe you're someone who doesn't keep up with every single thing and you're not grinding nonstop, so you get your monster to go and fight, and everybody that's just like, oh, I really want yeah, something super challenging, 
You got, let you me tell you about beer over there. The Risen Shigaru Magala, which is a Shigaru Magala on, it's not even just crack cocaine. It's like some kind of cocktail of crack cocaine, like steroids, super serum, and everything else they could throw at him. And that was, yeah, that monster is absolutely relentless. So in, in terms of just like Amatsu, I think the fight's really cool. There's obviously the the reference that a lot of people pointed out, which I expected to get a bigger reaction from you because you played Portable Third. Yeah, to I me, didn't. it's not really special. So, I mean, like, I don't see it as like, oh, wow, it's canon as a reference. I'm like, I don't know what people were talking about. And then when you explained it to me, if it was, I mean, we'll just talk about it, but I guess... Are we allowed to go and spoil this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at, the, at at this point, I think it's fine. Like, look, guys, you can skip ahead if you don't if you don't want this. Skip to the next. Want to hear chapter. about the fight? But but yeah. yeah, go ahead. So, like, the whole idea of uh, Zenoger getting to to get a few fight, you know, little smacks in on on Amatsu is is funny because of the story of Amatsu in Yukumo Village. But it's not. I didn't think it was something like. A huge I, it's almost like common knowledge at this point right like i guess maybe not because yugumo was was that was japan only but the whole idea was that zinogers are not aggressive monsters that go around and attack people for no good reason they're they dwell way up high in the mountain you could have fooled me they, dude whenever i fought a zinogre it definitely seems like he's coming after me with a purpose <laughs> especially yeah, in rise. i mean i mean they're super territorial and they're they're hunters and in, in their own sense, right? And they're up in the hills. But the problem was when the Amatsu started coming over by Yukumo and screwing up the weather and making things really uninhabitable, it forced the Zenogers down the mountain, which naturally led them into hunter territory and village territory. So that's why at the very beginning of Portable Third in the opening sequence, there's a, it's a big storm going on. You can see the shadow of Amatsu in the background. And there's a Zenogre chase. Being ch you know, there's a chase with a Zenogre. So, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say, I, I don't feel that Amatsu and Zenogre ever had beef. If anything, Zenogre and Mizutsune is the beef, right? Because of generations. So, to me, I mean, like, what happens, though, like, if you do, can you get Valstrax the first time? Or is it always no, Zenogre? the first time it's always Zenogre. Because, like, mm. if you noticed, when it was the first time for you and Yuna, because we carded the, the first time, and then yeah. the second time... It was still Zenogre. And then after you guys beat it, it was instantly Volstrax. I see. So the first time is yeah, always... So I mean, it's, it's not even just the first time. People have been telling me that it's... Because I don't use Utsuchi as a companion. But if you take Utsuchi as a companion, you always get Zenogre. Yeah. Yeah, and he... I mean, he wears Zenogre gear and stuff. So I, it felt more natural for him to just show up with his Zenogre. And I didn't think... Oh yeah, there is a there is a relationship between these two monsters, but uh, the fact that they have Valstrax though, it kind of makes it kind of like a a, a, a happy accident probably. <laughs> but but uh, um, it was so funny because you're like, oh my god, Zenogre, yeah, show up, it's like, an apex, and you're like, you can mount it, and then we're like, you're gonna get on that thing, and, and mind you, you, we went straight to Amatsu after not playing oh, no. this game for like a year. So we didn't. She didn't even know how to put away her weapon. She just stayed in front of the great wire bug. Like I don't know how to put my weapon away, and she died. And that's how we carded. But she gets on the Zenogre, and we're like, "Revenge! Here she goes!" And she just headbangs him on accident. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "No, Zenogre deals so much damage." It was so anticlimactic. We had this awesome moment coming up. The monster comes down. Oh my god! You can mount it. 
Well, <laughs> but the the, the real the really cool thing is that is the only time that you get to mount an apex and ogre in the game because you can't mount apex monsters at all. So it was. So kinda- it's interesting. I I imagine that's probably pissing off some purists. Why? The fact that you can't mount them, but all of a sudden you can. It's like, well, that doesn't make. Sto- there's no story consistency there, right? Uh, ah, who cares? It's a video I don't, game. I Have don't fun. care at all. Um, yeah, me too. It's, it's like it's but. whatever. But uh, he, he he does a ton of damage. Like I think I did like a thousand damage hits with him or something like oh, that. Oh wow! Because like I instantly noticed on my second on my second run when I went to start farm him and I got Volstrax and I was like, dude, charged up Volstrax as a mount is worthless. He is terrible. I mean, I don't know if, if his laser beam just doesn't deal any damage on Amatsu or what the deal is, but like, give me an uncharged Volstrax all day because with the uncharged one, at least you get like the the, the attack where he just jet jets yeah. into them. And that one's just really good because you're like, psh, psh, just like headbang them nonstop. Should be, should be really weak to dragon. Is there the dragon laser not do a lot of damage? It deals like... 200 or 400 or something like that and i'm like bro with the apex and ogre i'm slapping him for a thousand like what are you talking about dude it sucks because i really like volstrax but like charging up volstrax is worthless as a mount like i don't know what's going on there like hey maybe i'm wrong maybe somebody in 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 the comment section be like no the attack that you gotta do is this one but i don't know to me what even seemed like the most powerful attack was like back X and then back f- back A because those combo together. So you can do like the wing strike and then the other wing yeah. strike and then it will combo into the laser naturally. And I was like, okay, that kind of does something. But it's like with Zenogi, you're just like, slam! Again! <laughs> it's like, this is so much better. Like, I don't know what you want from me. What, uh, the thing I really like about the fight, though, is like one, I'm really happy they didn't remix the music. Like, yeah, the with music voices is awesome. and stuff. They they kept it pure, which is great because that song is so good. They they have the the transition music, like when the storm starts, like the way that they did it this time with like just the visuals is just out of this world. Yeah, like, it feels really like you're in the good. middle of a tempest, and the colors are super saturated and fun and. The Beyblade attack is amazing. It sends out all these like spinning like diagonal razors of thunder. So cool. I I liked it a lot. I I the first time that I fought him, I think I I don't know if I carded once or twice. I think I might have carded once. I know that I at least carded to the lightning attack because I was like, the hell do you mean, great wire bugs? What 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 do you want from me? <laughs> and it's like there's was one big tutorial message while I'm just losing health and I'm just like oh but I have a super defensive set this is fine and I put up my shield and it's like the goggles they do nothing <laughs> it doesn't do anything <laughs> I was like oh okay so then I then I died and it was very bad but you know yeah that's but there's I'm... also something that I think is probably was in me before I found Thanks to you, Final Fantasy fourteen. I hate to draw parallels to everything. Here we go. That's how, that's, that's how it is. But the thing is, I always talked about this before I even played that game, which is I really like scripted events in games that still offer a degree of freedom, but it gives you a natural sense of progression. How far am I? Where are we right now? Face transition. Yeah. Here we go, you know? So all the fights that I really love, like my top monsters, you got like Bloodbath Diablos. There's very clear phases with that monster. 
you know, and stuff like that, or Molten Tigrex, um, you know, stuff like that. Like, I really enjoyed the phasing for Amatsu. Like, it's very clear where you are at, in the fight. So, like, you get in there, you got the enraged sequence, and you've got the midway point with the cinematic. Then you've got, you know, another rage point, and then the final phase where you should be killing it. And it just feels really good and super clear, defined, and nice. So I don't know, maybe I'm just into scripted, more scripted fights because like I, we really enjoyed Zora Magnaros, really loved the Zenojiva, Safajiva, Kalfara, Atalka, Fatalis, Latrion. Yeah. These are all super sequenced fights that there's a lot of randomness in there, but there's a there's a frame in which you're working and I really like that. So maybe uh, my FF14 experience is making me appreciate these monsters even more because uh it's just fun mechanics well what's your favorite new attack of amatsu because there's so many um i like the the one pillars no i like the one where he pulls you up and then he makes like a wind tunnel and then you're Mm. in the middle of the wind tunnel and there's the whole thing where you have to dodge at the exact moment right but because if you dodge too soon you're gonna hit the walls and you're going to get take damage anyway. If you dodge too late, you're going to get hit by a Matsu. And it's funny for me because with the Gunlands, I just, I dodge whenever, and then I just shell to stay in the air. <laughs> so I just cheat. So that, that's fun. But I like that attack a lot. I thought that that attack is, uh, is pretty cool. Although I, it's also fun when you notice the all of the stuff that it does, because the first couple of times that you go up in the Great Wirebugs in the middle of the big attack... Yeah. You might not pay too much attention to what Amatsu is doing. He just straight up beelines into the arena almost like a friggin' ambush. Like, and then the big lightning <sighs> explosion comes. That's that's pretty cool too. But yeah, the the one the the air tube in the air, that's the one that I liked a lot. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna have to I you know, I'm probably gonna go with Beyblade because I just think it's just wildly the fun. The Beyblade's pretty cool, yeah. Oh yeah, those are cool, but uh I do like that they retain the idea of that when he starts doing what they say in Japan, they call it the Dyson, which is like the the vacuum, like, and, and sucking yeah. everybody in that you can still knock him out of it. And it didn't seem like the check was that tough. So it's kind of nice because it, it forces you to be heroic. That's yeah. It's fun. I liked it a lot. That one, that Armor one... looks great, but I'm not sure I'm feeling the skills. The weapons, I'm... Certainly not feeling. Yeah, it's like I was instantly enamored with it when I came up with when when I saw this like infinite sharpness, infinite mm. sharpness. That's like a Gunlance's gun dream. And then I spent everything I had upgrading that armor, and then some, and I still wasn't able to upgrade the whole set. And then I realized, you know what? This ain't that great. This is, you yeah. know, you know what? I'm willing, I'm willing to make this a hill to die on. Every now and then, it doesn't really bother me that much to sacrifice the amount of skills that I'm sacrificing for having this because a lot of those armor, a lot of that armor has a ton of like tier four decos, but it's like, I want to have sneak attack. There's no tier four. Mm. I want to have embolden. There's no tier four. I want to have full guard. Those are tier three and tier two. It was like, there's so many skills that I want to have that, like, I can't get with tier fours. You know, I can put them in there, but the slot, the slots aren't great, and it has no other supporting skills. 
So I'm probably going to end up not even using it. And and this is when we get to one of the biggest problems. It's not of this update. <laughs> this is a problem that I feel like I've been struggling with ever since I came back to the Switch. And people keep telling me, well, it's because you were in the PC and you played in the PC a ton. And it's this is true. I probably have like over a thousand plus armor spheres on the PC. But it's like, at what point does it get reasonable? Because I've probably been back on the Switch for about 200 hours and I'm still starved for armor spheres. And I have like maybe two armor sets fully upgraded. And and people keep telling, just do the side quest. I'm doing the side quests all the time. I have them active all the time. I'm always doing them. Go to my streams, watch me instantly refresh in between every hunt, refreshing the optional quests, getting them done, doing all of that. And still no armor spheres. Like I have no armor spheres whatsoever. And then I hear people complain about Zenny and I'm like, bro, you can literally print money in this game. Like that number is meaningless. It might as well not even be there. You can just like one hour, 10 million Zenny or something like that. I don't even know how much Zenny, but Zenny well, is not a, a problem of, at all. There's a lot of different ways to get Zenny. There's not a lot of different ways to get armor spheres. I feel like in, there's no way to get huge, armor spheres. In, not well, in good I did quantities. some testing today. So, because this is a hill that I'm going to kind of be willing to get sucker punched on. And, you know, it is what it is. Because I'm coming at this from the perspective of someone who has not done the grind, right? I'm master rank 50. Master rank 50. Um, you know, anomaly 23. I haven't engaged much because I was also playing on the PC as well. But I found out, and I wish the game was a little bit... I didn't realize it, but... When you go in, you know, like you have those little like uh, stony lizards, the geckos yes. that drop, um, you know, certain items, including armor spheres. Yes. And if you use obviously the kunai, then you can get three from one of them. Or attack them. So they have a new. They have a well. You if you attack them with a weapon, it's only one, I think. No. And if you attack them with a the dog, it's three. Or did they change it? No, you can. It's like if you if you do the prompt to harvest them, that's one. But if you attack them, you can attack them three oh. times. So it's the same thing as the kunai. The reason I say that is because oh, wow. people people are always telling me to use the kunai, and I'm just like, dude, I it's miss with the maybe I suck at aiming, no, no, I but miss. I can't I can't land. And like people always always complain to me whenever I'm like harvesting for why um, uh, spear birds, because like I'll go in there with my gun lance right into a bush, and with one Oof. thrust I'll bust yeah. up the whole bush. And people are like, oh my God, why are you doing that with your weapon? It's like, because I'll throw friggin' 50 kunais and there'll still be one goddamn bush there. I'm, no, I'm not doing yeah. that anymore. I hate the kunais. Okay, well, I'm going to try that out. That sounds better. I don't hate the kunais. I don't hate the kunais, but it's like, it's I can't aim. I, I, I suck at aiming them. So it's like with the gun lens, whenever I'm, um, whenever I'm doing the lizards, I just like shell them three times with long shelling. Like, yeah. Bam, 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 give me. And it's more okay, accurate so than kunai. So they added a food, which is the summoner, which it makes it, crafted it's creatures. A it's a hundred, yeah, it's a it's a hundred percent if you use your dango tickets or whatever that you have yeah. in abundance. So you do that, and it guarantees that you're going to get eight rock lizards in the volcanic map. So if you go in there, I this could be I didn't do enough testing to know if it's completely different, but I I did two runs on just a. MR1 whatever uh, like what do you call them the gathering tour things didn't get shit but when I went and I did the event quest for Valkana because that's set at MR 10 plus or not 10 plus but I think yeah 10 plus 
it actually changes the grade of what I'm getting in there. So when you go and you do the event quest for Velcana, you pop the summoner. There's a route that I that that I'm sure it's the same for everybody because there's only eight damn lizards. So I mean, you can only have so many different routes. Um, but you do a run through, and the run takes about four minutes and thirty seconds, uh, and you get twenty four drops from them. Um, and then so on average, you're getting ten to sixteen king armor spheres per run. And then if at the same time you're also grabbing, you know, bugs or mushrooms or whatever, you might get some more. But I calculated it out. I did it for an entire hour, and I got about 110 king spheres. That's an hour. That's ridiculous. But I calculated it out. I went through the armor. If you were to say, like, the last, the Arcfiend set, right, the Gorum Gazamu or whatever the hell its name is, the, <laughs> the final boss. Guys, Magorm. Guys, my gorm. <laughs> I, I hate that it ends with an M. I want a vowel at the end. I think it's just too much Japanese. I want an ah uh, or something. Yeah. Or an O or something. But anyway. And by, the, um, and by the way, guys, do remember that Gaijin keeps track of these names both in Japanese and in English. That's why sometimes the English ones come off odd. Weird to me, yeah. If it was the first one that I heard, then it would probably would be fine. But uh, So, anyways, if you were to take his armor and you wanted to upgrade all the way. Now, some people said on Twitter, which I... I might agree with I'll have to test it that going all the way and fully upgrading it is actually only necessary if you're getting into the end game and the, the, the hardest of the hardest um, but anyways to upgrade that thing from uh, 630 defense to 910 level 1 through 29 it takes 203 king armor spheres for a full set so it's it's about 41 per piece that you need so that would be roughly two hours of constant lizard optimized lizard grinding without counting loading it'd probably be longer probably be three hours altogether if you include some hydration and a bio so you're talking like three hours and 2.8 million gil in order to upgrade one of your sets and i don't know how people play Gaijin? it's called zenny did I say Gil again? Because I, I wrote yes. it on the tweet as Gil, and you people said, are like, you oh, said you Gil. idiot. <laughs> Zenny. 2.8 million Zenny to upgrade all of it, which to me, like 2.8 is expensive, but like you said, there's there's a lot of avenues you can go yeah, to get you can, it. Like you there's can resources get, you can offload. You can but easily as get far Zenny. as armor spheres go, there you can do optional. You can just get them if you're playing all the time or doing anomalies, but... If you play like me and I've got like 60 sets, like there's some obviously combinations of armor pieces that are used across different sets. But like even if you had one, two sets for each weapon, right, which I think is a very reasonable thing, uh, that's a heck of a lot of armor spheres. Now, the game did give out the true armor spheres, which I think is kind of uh, shows I've the hole in there. I, yeah, I think their inflation principle, which probably comes from Frontier because it's just how they're doing it. Which, it you want you don't feel it if you are it's like the Einstein thing right like if you're moving inside of a train you don't feel the speed of the train like yeah. if you've been keeping up with the grind then you're not feeling the inflation but, but it, if you're like me and you're trying to come back it's like but oh see my that's God. <laughs> that's the thing right so I I I did do the the PC thing so let, let's say okay on PC side of things I have a thousand more spheres those a thousand more spheres would have been used Five up by now. I would have already yeah. used them, like easily would have already used them. So 
in the in the hours that ever since I came back to the Switch, which by the way, it's not short time that I've played on the Switch because I'm currently before the update dropped, which made the grinding easier, I was anomaly rank 186, and I started from scratch. Like, was it two months ago or something like that? Yikes! So it's, I have been grinding. I haven't been like giga hardcore grinding because I've been covering other games in the channel, but I have been keeping up with the grind to some extent. And it's just, I just feel like there's definitely a problem with the armor spheres. Like it, it's it's unreasonable. I think it's completely. Yeah, so I think like you you I just did the, the analysis. Yeah. You just did the analysis, which is like two hours, let's say two and a half. Three. Let's let's cut let's yeah, cut it down the middle. Two and a half hours to fully upgrade one armor set. Come on. You did that that's yeah. I don't think I don't think that's reasonable. I don't think that's re and and to the people saying, Oh well, you don't have to, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah. Just play it, the game. Guess what? You can play naked with a heavy bow gun and it's fine and you can kill everything. It's whatever. But you know, you want to upgrade your armor. This yeah, is there's something, something that about it, right? Done. Like, if they raise the cap, you want to max it out, right? And yeah. the game has so many armor sets that you would naturally want players to aim to make them all, if any, if anything, right? Yeah. Like, or at least a lot of them, but you're not going to get that when your upgrades are going to be total crap. So, like, right, yeah, right now, la last night, I made, um because Amatsu's weapons, they increase... um silk bind attacks so i was like bro i'm gonna do a, a set for uh bullet barrage spam because the shigaru magala gives you an extra wire bug so you can have four wire bugs and so i was like i'm gonna get four wire bugs bullet barrage spam wind mantle the works and then i was like and now i'm going to play with no armor <laughs> this is gonna yeah. be great i'm gonna get like one shot left right and center it's gonna be fantastic because I can't, I can't upgrade. I, I literally can't. I, I have no armor spheres whatsoever. And yeah, so, if you came with me, you'd get a hundred ten per hour. But that's not quite gonna the, cut it. It's like I, it. It's gonna take so long that I don't even want to like. And and the thing is, it's not like oh, I'm doing something interesting in these two hours. It's like no, 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 no. This it's is work. two hours of work. It's two hours Later. of hunting down stupid lizards that I don't want to do. <laughs> I don't want hey, to go the after the lizards are cute. The lizards are cute. I'll give them They're that. cute. Like sure. Them. Yeah, fine, but it's like I don't want to go out there for 2 hours shooting lizards. It's it's not a fun. Like if you're telling me, "Okay, it's 2 hours of hunting monsters." I'd be like, "Okay, that's cool." 2 hours yeah. of shooting lizards? Nah. And even the hunting monsters, I still feel like you need to get more armor spheres than that. It's like it's too Yeah, cool. so I mean, there's two things I imagine they're going to do because the inflation is quite big on these. Now, the good thing is they're not inflating the amount that you need per level. Like from 20 to 27, it's like the same amount. It's like 1,200 points, which is nice. So when they do finally add in the true armor spheres, because they gave away some to people, and those are really good. Like they're, they're worth a lot, like 2,000 points or something. So I imagine in June they're going to come out and they're going to add it either as a you know a reward for taking down some new monster what i hope they do is allow you to exchange like kimura points or something for armor spheres that would be nice just another way to get them there's just got to be another way yeah there, there needs to be a the level is just i think it's a problem and if people want to say this because i haven't been playing it's like fine i, dis I they disagree say, well you don't you don't you don't need to upgrade it to the max i disagree with that nature, too man 
No, I, I disagree with the whole concept of like, because that's the same thing that people were saying when I was talking about curious armor crafting and how it's pretty much almost impossible for you to really optimize your sets. Yeah, it's lock. It's locking you into like one because or two it's, sets uh, and it's, it's because it's RNG on top of RNG on top of RNG, and you got to be giga lucky to get. It, it's like, you know, it's just like charms. We'll talk about charms a little bit later as well. But it's, yeah. it's just like, I disagree with the whole but, thing of like, oh, it's because you haven't played, because I have been playing tons, yeah. and I still don't have the goddamn armor spheres. Or it, it's like, oh, it's it's you don't have to upgrade. It's like, you don't have to do anything. You don't even have to play the game. Yeah. It's, it's all optional. But I will say, like, you know, Amato, even at 800 defense, was dealing a quite a chunk of damage to us. So I don't know how that would play out at 700 or 650. I, I don't know. I should try it out and... Bad. But then again, you know, the more I fight on it on Twitter, the more I'm just coming off as someone who wants to complain. But I'm super happy with the update. I mean, I'm playing yeah, it the again update, after so the long. I'm just, I just want to. I want motivation to make lots of armor. But I, I, I the game is telling me you should have been playing all year. Yeah, I don't, but the 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 other monster that we got is Risen Shigaru. So that one you yeah, haven't I got to fight, fight it. but that you saw me fun. fight it. I mean, fun. I'm not sure if it's the way that I describe it. It's, it's cocaine it's, bear. It is. He's, he's insane. He's like there are very little said, openings. Um, how do we it, just make lots of boomies? Okay. Yeah, they're just like it's, it's explosions Firework galore. Mode. It's just explosions everywhere, nonstop. Mm -hmm. Boom, 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 boom. And I was able to actually kill it just fine. And it was funny because people were saying that I was going to lose. You even said, "I want my money's on Shigaru." I was like, that's no, I'm wrong yeah, I'm betting bet. on it. I, I want it to That's yeah. the wrong well, bet. I, but I did I'm gonna be honest. twice. It's I a twofold thing. I thought it would be more powerful. And two, I thought you would be worse. But you play very well. And you, you obviously have a good play style on a set. So I was impressed on your tech. And I was also slightly unimpressed with the, not the move set, but the damage output of Shigaru. I don't know if it's because your, See, your defense me, is really high. Exactly. But like, that that's exactly why that's that's because I was preparing a set where like what that I really like the play style that I had in Rise, which was the poke shell poke, because with guard reload it really allows you to sit there and trade with monsters, and then whenever the monsters yeah, coming at you, you just like guard reload, and then you keep going and guard reload, and with erupting cannon, they basically let you just go into this play style of shell shell boom shell guard reload and it's it's super good because at any point what in does time the skill in do guard reload or no, erupting the, whatever you're saying the eruption thing erupting can it's like you know how the worm stake for the gun lance has the thing where basically it takes a whole year for the worm stake to come out where it goes like yeah Ugh! and then it stays there and then it goes Ugh! and then it finally puts yeah. the the worm stake erupting cannon solves that problem because it just goes like boom so there's no... Oh, it shortens the animation? No, there's... there's Yeah, th the thing is, it's no longer like the, the worms they kind of going like... It's just oh, wait, an explosion. maybe I'm mistaken. Is this yeah. a skill or is this a swap skill? Like an armor skill or a swap skill? It's a swap skill. Ah, okay. I was thinking of like so, an armor skill. So like you have the worms stake cannon, which puts a stake and does like a bunch of ticking damage and then an explosion. And then you have the erupting cannon, which deals less damage, but it just, it just goes like Save. boom. And you're good. And then nice. on top of that, it increases your melee damage, which on that build doesn't really matter. But, you know, with that play style, it really lets me trade. So I like that being able to be in the monster's face and blocking and doing all of that stuff. So 
in that set, I have embolden three, guard up three, guard. So it's just like all the possible blocking skills you can imagine in the game are Offensive in that set. Three? No, I don't have that. I don't need ah, it. It, does, it doesn't affect shelling damage. If it affected shelling damage, said, I'd put it in there. Oh, that's true. You just said every guard skill in the game. Yeah, exactly. The offensive <laughs> guard is not really a guard. It increases damage when you block. It's, it's uh, yeah, that's true. But yeah, the immortal builds are fun. Yeah, it's a it's, good fantasy, right? Just being right in front of the face of the dragon, poking it. The problem is that you deal no damage, so you, you get very little staggers off of Shigaru, so you basically get to see the full move set of him just like going hog wild. And I was like, bro, yeah. it's, it's, it's very overwhelming. Cause it's just like at any given moment he's like, boom, 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 explosions. Yeah. Boom, but boom, in the boom, middle boom, boom, of boom, all boom. of it, I see your cat walking up with the, the mega barrel bomb above his head. Like, Bombardier Palicos are the best. I will accept no other. Just they're the best. It's that simple. That's so good. They're constantly running in with the Giga Barrel Bomb, baby. Boom. And the uh, the Kittenator as well. It's also very useful, giving me openings. But yeah, I like I said, the first time I did it, no companions, because I like challenging the monsters like that. But yeah, then the, the subsequent grinds, I just went in with companions, and it was a lot easier, because when he's not on you the whole time, it makes it way easier. But Okay, he, so here's a... I don't do... Uh, oh, go ahead. Finish. Sorry. He is very challenging. Like, I think a lot of people mm. will struggle with... Like, I even went into a multiplayer lobby just out of curiosity, and he did, like, one attack, carded everybody, and I was just sitting there like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's how it is. I, I guess that's how it'd be. <laughs> so, one, one new feature of the update, which I am not going to be able to enjoy because I haven't been playing, and two, I'm just not interested in doing the whole anomaly curious thing. It just, just doesn't interest me as much. How is the new uh, melding things? Like, I've seen some really crazy-ass stuff on Twitter. Like, look at this charm I got. I'm just like, it's okay. it's, it's busted. It's it's it's, it's, it's like I mean, eighty skills. You know, you know all the other charms that you had. You can just literally Throw grab all those, put them in the trash. They're worthless now. They're they're completely terrible. And what anomaly level level would you say you have to hit in order to participate in that? Method. You don't have to hit any specific anomaly level because you can do it with, as far as I can tell, with pretty low-level anomaly materials as well. So you just need to do anomalies. That's it. The thing is, if you're higher, the materials are going to be worth more points. But yeah. pretty much... How many points are, like... I was noticing today because I'd never done it before, but I went into an anomaly quest and I was doing the lizard killing just trying to see if there's a difference between Anomaly versus the event yeah. Shigato one, and there wasn't. But I noticed that when I was gathering, the nodes are also afflicted. I was I thought that was yes. really weird. Yeah, and it's, then I it's got the a same bunch thing of these, as, like... Remember how in in, um, in Monster Hunter World, if you wanted to get investigations, you'd have tracks of monsters that you'd pick up, yeah, and yeah. it would generate more investigations? It's the same thing. Oh. It generates more oh, so those aren't items that you use notes. for crafting. That's for getting new investigations. Yeah, you just get new investigations. I mean, you still get the items, but it's mostly it gives yeah, you more anomaly points and it gives you more investigations and stuff like that. I always pick those up. Always, always, always. Yeah, but I mean, like, how many for, like, the really good talisman farming? How many, like, if I'm just a nominee level one, two, or three, like, Rathians and stuff, how that must take a lot of kills in order to start running that. I don't. I don't think it would, but I'm not 100% sure because, like, I have I have a very bad uh, 
I'm very bad at tracking what material is what. I just look at my yeah. materials and I'm like, okay, I have 40 of this. I'm going to take down 10 and keep 30 just in case I need them. But yeah, I would I imagine- I a friend that's in our- Oh, sorry. I would imagine that like you will probably want to be on the higher levels, like probably close to level 100. And at that point, you should be getting stuff fairly comfortably. But I don't think it's that hard to get there now because I am only did like three or four anomaly quests since I've came back and I'm already like 189 or something like that. Yeah, they said they said that they increased it. Yeah. So maybe they buffed Up to the living two, hell out of it. I don't know. Up to 220, it should be fairly easy. And yeah, with we can the, test it after this. Yeah, sure. But um, not to say because I have a friend who's in our FC in FF and he's also playing and I he took down the Shaggy but still did not have the new melding method pop up. So I don't know what the unlock conditions are. It's not Shaggy. I think the new melding... Uh... Like if he's oh, that crap. high of a level. Oh, it might actually require a certain anomaly rank actually. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't know what anomaly rank it requires for that though. Mm. But yeah, the the, the the and the way that that charming system works now is like when you use the materials, it's random. You get random uh, stuff on the charms. But you then have the cyclus um, meld. So you have two ones, which is the vigor. That's the one where you put materials from anomalies and it generates random charms. Yeah. And you have another one, which is called cyclus, costs more Kimura points as usual. But you use the charms that you've generated from the other one. So charms that you don't want right trash charms and you use those to fuel up more melds and in that one you can choose a skill oh so that makes it which is interesting they haven't the done it like one, yeah. that before but that makes it very very good so for instance i put up uh give me guard charms and one of the charms that i got which had two skills that i really wanted was three guard blood right a tier three uh, a two blood right a tier three and a tier one deco. And that's not that's even that set. good. That's not even that good. That's a, f I mean, in monster terms, that's a full set. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, it's not even that good. Oh my God. Like there, there's yeah, way they're better. They're really going all frontier on this, aren't they? Yeah, it's the, the amount of stuff that you can get from these charms is completely ridiculous. Like yeah. I had, I had one that had three embolden and like three tier two slots and it still had one other skill in there and i was like what is this it, it's ridiculous yeah. like it, it really is ridiculous the the the, the godlike charms now are going to be on a completely different level but it's also yeah. again it's super rng so getting something yeah. really good is very very hard yeah but I, I mean go back to what we've always said which is sunbreak is going that really wild like over the top so i mean it's good that yep. they're going all the way like as far as they can go to just push it and go nuts. I do hope though that the next monster game is going to be very limited skill wise. Yeah, I want I want five skills max. I want yeah, them to want... really matter because when you can choose, you know, twenty thirty levels of skills a la carte, then the the weight of each one and the meaningfulness. And not, all, just and not only dilutes. that, I feel like the way that they've done with the armor crafting, we've talked about this before, but it basically makes armor kind of pointless. It's just visual at that point, yeah. The, the, the armor itself is like it's whatever. The, well, unless... Even the slots you can change, the skills you can change. Like what? What is? Where is the essence of the monster it came from? Unless you're you're going for you know the the skill the new skills that came out in the most recent update, 
you just equip whatever yeah. you want because everything else you can get it from curious if you're patient enough but it i don't know it, there's just something about it that i end up not liking very much it just mm. like I, I there's something about setting up your set like a puzzle like a tetris puzzle it's like okay this slot goes here this slot and you make the nice little perfect set and then there's just the complete chaos which is like i said it's basically diablo loot it's diablo loot in yeah. monster hunter at this point but um so i i did notice that i don't know if it's new but i saw that there were some links about an event quest with two uh Two Magnamal, uh, Magnamal. I can't come up. I can't even name monsters anymore. That's how bad I am. I'm, I want to say Odogaron, but it's not. It's Lunagaron. Two Luna of them, and I guess. What that do you mean Lunagaron? Two... No, it's Magnamalos. Like I said, I, I don't know if this was added a long time ago, and I'm just not realizing it. But apparently, oh, okay. it pays out like tons of eggs or something that you can sell for like no, huge that's... amounts of zenny. If that's the the Rajang quest, actually, there's a quest with the Rajang and something else in the arena. And that gives you like I think a million okay, zenny just, per per run or yeah, something I'm just like lost that. Then. It's there's just there's just tons of, of again there's tons of ways to make zenny. You can do it through selling materials, selling mining nodes for the roots that we talked about, so or you can what's do the, the rah rah rah. To get that event. really cute armor, I have no idea. Have I haven't cute, done. They have that haven't cute done frontier quests. armor. See that's the one with the the male one is like a cat or something. The 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 female one's really cute. I don't I don't know I don't know if that event is already in there because usually in the in the uh, digital events they will say oh there this event's going to be in there uh, but it doesn't get released there. instantly it gets released later right. it might already be in there but i have no idea because see this is another problem with the anomaly thing is that for my ocd brain it it constantly goes if you're not running anomaly monsters you're wasting time like even me running, and here, and here I am not running any. <laughs> no, yeah, but see, that, that's the problem because even just me running the Amatsus that I've been running to do the sets and the Shigaru, in the back of my mind, my brain is going. You're not getting. You're, you're not now. getting. You're not getting anomaly research. What are you doing? It goes all the way up to three hundred now. What are you doing? You got to go do anomaly grinding, and it, it's 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 bad for me. It's just something that is bad for me because like. I haven't touched events since Anomaly Research was added. Like, my event list is massive, and I haven't done a single one of them. And I want to, but every single time that I pick up the game, I'm like, I got to go do Anomaly Grinding so that I unlock the more powerful stuff. You are a man of the machine. Yeah, it's it's a prop. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know, dude. I don't know. That, that's yeah. the thing. And then, and then on top of it, right? Because, you know, they've increased the the Anomaly research rank and now goes all the way up to 300 and all of that stuff, um, which is cool. And, and here's the thing. It doesn't bother me. It wouldn't bother me if I wasn't able to reach 300, if there wasn't any content locked behind it. But there is. There's the... Yeah, so that's, that's a good thing. That's a plus. That's... This, I don't think that's a plus. The special anomaly well, uh, not a plus, a motivational plus yeah 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 the, the special investigations like i want to do the special investigations i want to fight the really hard <laughs> stuff and it's the there are some power things that you get along the way but i don't think that they're super essential like i don't need an attack for deco to be yeah. able to you know it's not going to make or break my set an attack for deco is not making or breaking my set at this point so it's like I just want to go fight the special investigation one. I want the big challenge, but you yeah. can't. 
you have to put in. Yeah, it's kind of weird, like an ungodly amount of grind of hours. It, yeah, in one way, it gives this game like an insane amount of legs if you're into yes. it. Yes, like the amount of years you can pump into this scene is going to be incredible. But on the other end, it's just does the, does the party need to go on for five years? Can we just get to an end that we feel satisfied with and play Monster Hunter Six? I don't know. I mean, the, but the th- I, I'm not. I'm, I, you can't cry about more content it's just yeah the the, the funneling is weird right it it's, funnels you down this path of do this do that don't do this i'm going to punish you for not doing that and it's kind of like just ease up on the grind a little bit my man yeah that that's that's what i'm well, saying I don't, I don't think it needs to be this grindy it's like if you want to have something to work towards kind of like the people that love going all the way up to mass rank 999 cool yeah. let anomaly ranks go all the way up to 999 for people that want to go yeah. do that but like I want to do the special investigations, but I don't want to grind for like the 100 hours that I'm going to have to grind to get the 300. Do you think people would be pissed off if in the June update they just completely blow it off and just say like, okay, we've tripled the amount. Like it's it's three times faster, four times faster than I don't it ever think, was. I don't think people care. They don't care. Yeah, at this point, it's like it's just a number. It's like if they, they, they care. I think that would help. If they cared... Like they would probably be up in arms when it was first increased because they buffed the acquisition rate for lower levels, and then again and again. And I haven't really seen significant pushback from people going like, "Oh, I can't believe do you it, made Capcom. it easier." But it's yeah, like, do it. I, do I don't, do th- it, I don't think people, more people who are. Yeah, I don't think people care. More people getting in that level, the better, right? So I mean, let us let us fight. Yeah, your stuff. It's 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 like. I don't know. At the end of the day, it's not something that is super, oh my God, this freaking sucks. I love the update. I yeah, think yeah. the update's a ton of fun. I like Amatsu. Very I like stuff. the new skills. Uh, even Risen, say, though, Risen Shaggy, despite the fact that he's a crack-addled fiend, um, <laughs> I'm curious to facing him at like Anomaly rank 200 or whatever. I can only imagine what his health pool is going to be like because he's part of it. Like We've gotten Risen Strax and Risen Shigaru added into the Anomaly pool of monsters, so they're going to be mm. buffed up beyond belief. I I can't wait to try those fights out. But, uh, you know, that's all good fun. It's just, again, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to that 300 thing when I have a bunch of other games that I want to be playing, like friggin' Legend of Zelda, um, oh, Jedi yeah. Survivor, yeah. Final Fantasy 16, all of that good stuff, right? Yeah. I don't think Capcom's listening, but if they are... I was going to say, speaking of the word buff, there was some discourse online, which I completely agree with, which is they added in the, the buff bodies as an event reward that's going to be coming. And I think that's awesome and good because, like, don't sell it. Make it obtainable. And it's a fan's been wanting it. But they didn't add in the actual buff buff one for the for the, females. For the female body. So it's like, come on, man. June update, you can do it. Add I it in. I don't understand this whole... Sometimes it almost feels like people are scared of seeing like a, a muscled up female body. I don't, I don't understand. Muscular women are hot as hell. I don't know about you guys, but like, I mean, yeah, anybody I who's physically fit, I think is attractive. Like that's, that's just a thing. I don't, but it's like, like, yeah, we need buff. If, need if buff people, girls. if people want their female character to be buff as hell, I'm like, yeah, do it. Why not? Let them. like, I don't understand. Absolutely. Especially as a hunter. There is a little bit of a double standard there for sure, because like the the male one is like chiseled, yeah, and it's chiseled in stone. And the female one it's is a goddamn like, you know, statue, moderate, you know, pretty fit, probably more into calisthenics, probably not like a lifter. 
but uh, yeah, they can, I hope they add it in for June because that's something that people want. And yeah, it'd be nice. We'll see how that but, um, how that stuff pans. But out. yeah, I'm I'm back. I'm not full time. I'm still playing FF, but I'm I'm back on the hunt, which tells you that they did good. They got me to come back and and mess with it. So I consider that a big win. It's just like the um, one of the biggest concerns that I have with how the updates were handled this time around is mm. I don't remember if I if I mentioned this when we recorded uh previously but it was it's the whole world of warcraft thing of like they make the grind easier every patch to, so yeah. it just makes more sense to play in the final patch as opposed to playing in the in-betweens because yeah just it's almost like the wait. game doesn't properly respect your time and in, in a way not not fully but like in a way it's a little bit of a criticism that i have there but it's yeah again, how much do you think like time period how much prestige I, I call it prestige period but like you know, people who have put in the grind and they get access to that monster, that item. It's it's the same thing as like MMOs, right? Like the people who put it in and get access to that, how many months do you think need to elapse before they can open it more up to the average player that you feel that, hey, you know what? I got to enjoy this. I felt good. And yeah, let everybody in the door for half price. I don't care. I think like, that uh, how, how long that, is going to, that is going to vary from people to people. Uh, to me, there's there's no limit. To, so, for instance, let's say, you know, I grinded the crap out of something and I got there yesterday and I was like, yes, I'm at the top of the mountain. And today they just open up the elevator that escalator. takes people to the top of the mountain. I'm like, that's fine. I have no problems. With, I know that a lot of people are going to disagree with that. But for me, oh, I thought you were just I thought you were just saying that you didn't like that. Maybe I misunderstood you. That I didn't like that? The what idea I, of them making the grind easier every update? It's not that I don't like it. I what My point was it incentivizes people not to play in the oh, in-between yeah. periods, and it incentivizes people to basically play at the end when things are much, much easier and they can just get everything done faster. To me, it doesn't make that much of a difference. Like, I'll grind, it's whatever. Yeah. I mean, devil's advocate, I'll say... I think in the long run, it's better to do that, to, to make it gradually easy. I just wonder what that period is for each person where they feel they 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 feel the reward of their efforts, but they're okay with everyone else being lifted up. Because I would love to fight some of these monsters eventually, but I'm definitely not going to be able to put in, or I'm not willing to put in the hours to to get that much. So, Yeah, I think it's, it's a ton of time investment. And... The, the that's the other problem that comes from that is also the weapon balancing because like you go online most of what you see is just people playing bow guns like yeah. it can I, I, can I give you a thought experience to make you cringe yeah, a little go for it can you imagine in june we get a uh update on the store that just unlocks for for ten dollars it will unlock uh anomaly 300 it's a it's a boost that is potentially the worst thing they could possibly ever do. I know. Do. I don't know why the, th the thought I, hit my that, head. That and would, I'm just like, oh, that would that be would legit, That would legit piss me off. Like, that would be a <laughs> terrible move. Like, I, I don't care what... Like, I don't think our, they would do it. I'm that, just... It's here, just funny because when you make the... There are people that will fold themselves into a pretzel to justify that. I'm like, there's no justification, okay? There's no... Nothing. Like, you can't do that. 
Like that. That is yeah. straight up a, a gameplay thing. You you just can't do that. That there are certain lines you yeah. cannot cross. No so. selling armor spheres. No ten pack of true armor spheres. Capcom don't Dude, even if think they, about it. If they do, oh that, man, they, oh I don't think they God. would. But oh man, but you know some companies would. Oh yes, oh yes, some companies. <laughs> Blizzard. Would, um, um, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Activision Blizzard. No, nah, they would never. <clears throat> oh, what are you talking? What? What do I? You mean people who sell gold in their MMO, which basically. <laughs> trivializes literally everything in the game for anyone that has deep enough pockets they can do literally anything in the game okay yeah that's that's kind oh of oh my god i don't know why i just randomly remembered i gotta go find out if there's a lo-fi album on itunes or not because i really enjoyed that section of the the of title the event update with the with the dlc yeah i'm probably gonna buy i have those to i have to store. listen to it in english because i w was watching it in japanese with my daughter but like the whole, like she's talking all smooth and she's trying to do like the lo-fi radio. radio. Fio radio. Fio radio, yeah. Is that a fio rain? So, it was so funny as hell. I still <laughs> yeah. hate the idea, again, of, of the characters endorsing their own game. Like, it's only fifty nine ninety nine. I'm like, you're inside the universe. But it was still cute. I liked it. By the way, I have a complaint. We got to talk about this, okay? Uh-oh. I have Drama a big alert. complaint. All right, Ooh. listen, Capcom, what's with this? Um, what did I do? Oh, it's Capcom. Okay. What, what's with this situation of like, oh, we're going to add in some new Rampage decorations. We're going to add in some new Rampage. Here's one. Guard Bash Jewel 2. Only for lances. This is a decoration that gives weapons the Guard Bash skill. Deals blunt damage to a monster when blocking an attack with the Guard Switch skill. I don't even know what the Guard Switch skill is. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Switch. People were telling me that know. this is Anchor Rage. I'm not sure if it's uh -huh. Anchorage or not, but basically it'll deal blunt damage to a monster when using one of those skills. That's but it's only it's only for lances, and I was like, "Oh, so what's that the means there's one? more there's more for other weapons." Okay, so then there here's another one: supercharge insect glaive only increases kinsect damage at the expense of extra damage uh, stamina consumption, so your kinsects deal more damage. That's nice. Cool. That's nice. Here's another one for the dual blades, a decoration that gives weapons for demon rage. When hitting monsters in demon mode, stamina consumption caused by demon mode will be nullified for a very short while. What? Stamina Damn. consumption nullified. Nice for the for the dual blades. We have a stun jewel for the hammer. Nice increases your power to induce stun when you hit a monster with a charged attack. So charged attacks oh, stun more. Nice. nice. And then I you like know it. you start you start thinking, where's the gun line? This, like, this is like the the mastery skill, like make it really hard to get, but yeah. it's like the one that you want to always have in. These are game. super easy to get, by the way. Super easy to get. Oh really? <laughs> yes, these are like the materials. See, this that is I something that that's a missed opportunity. That should be the one like get 100 kills with that weapon in order to get it, and that would encourage people to try other new stuff. See them. This requires sovereign jewels. I have 250 of those, and I already sold a bunch of them for for Zenny. So, like, I have 250 of them. I can craft any of these, and it just requires uh, Amatsu materials, basically. That's it. Oh, wow. Points, points for Amatsu materials. The, okay, you're you're leading this up really well. Like, yeah, 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 how yeah. bad is the gun lance one? It's not there. There isn't one. That's what? the joke. Is that a mistake? No. It doesn't exist. What? Wait, wait. <laughs> Gun lances get Whoa, wait, nothing. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. 
how many weapons and and here's and here's the fun thing you might be like okay well some of the other weapons don't get well greatsword and charge blade already had one which is a defense master oh i didn't know that and uh hunting horn also already has one switch axe also already has one dual blades apparently has two so what weapons are missing one oh no wait wait we do have one it wasn't added this update (laughs) it's so bad i forgot it exists what is it what is it it's worm steak boost oh jesus doesn't actually do anything is there any other weapons? Like, is it like a beautiful thing where you got four weapons that are going to get the real killer skills in the next update or something? Or I, they should do it at the same time, though. I don't know. There's one for bow. Uh, there's one. There's another one for greatsword and charge blade here, too. It's, just, it's interesting because they involve blocking. It's like, I, just, I don't know, man. It's, I don't, I don't, it's, it's like, hey, Gunlance just like eating L's left and right. That's, that's the Gunlance's motto. Taking the Yikes. L in Gunlands to whole new levels. I won't even joke at your expenses. That's just sad. If if that's how it is. Hey, that's, look, that's we got good. we got wide shelling buff, and it was actually a pretty good buff. I will say that it was a pretty good buff. It's a significant buff for wide shelling, which it needed it because literally nobody was playing wide shelling. Let's just be real. Everybody was playing long and normal. Nobody was playing wide. It was just me in the background going like, "Wide shelling's fun, guys. I swear." People like stop people it, so they could take out. They could take out Shaggy, right? It's like, oh man, you better go in there with the wide. Eh, I mean, I don't know. You could probably go in there with yeah, any shelling yeah. style, but you know, uh, I now I gotta go and hunt lizards for fifty hours, apparently, according to what you're telling yeah. me, so that I can get some some armor spheres or something. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know any other better way besides like everyone says, it's not the, the, do the objectives to get one or two or three. It's like fine. I still think that the lizards is probably the fastest way. Oh, it, it because most like, likely is, yeah. One hour, 110 spheres was a pretty darn good uh, pot, but it wasn't exactly fun. I got really good at the root, though. I can imagine. But, yeah, but uh, it's kind of, uh, it's just labor, and then it's gone in one second. It's yep. like, oh, I still have 15 levels to go. Okay. Another hour? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we got to get our hunt on. I need to, I need, I'm going to commit because I know now that I can't Uh-oh. max out many sets. So, and I'm not going to play this game that much because I'm just more waiting for Monster Hunter 6. Um, so I You're think I'm going to make, weapon. I, yes, exactly. Um, I had played, I had recently committed to playing the Lance on the PC version and I had the Violet Mizutsune set for that. So I'm going to go ahead and do that again. Embolden is really good, yeah. I know. Give me a lance. Let me have that same guard lance fantasy, and I will call it my weapon, and I will I'll stick with it. The lance and the gun lance together. Yes. Yes, I know, right? We both got our shields <laughs> up. It's gonna be good. I didn't even uh, think about that. That is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> lance anyway. Is a good time. That's going to be it for this uh, segment, which I will somehow edit into the podcast and hopefully it will be something yes. cohesive. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you guys in the next one. Check out Stay Title strong. Update 5, man. Yeah. Check it out. Stay strong. Stay safe. And play Monster Hunter Sunbreak. <laughs> that was very enthusiastic. I didn't, I didn't know what to say. 